Welcome, everybody. I'm here. I'm back. I'm live from my office at TPJ TV Studios. Uh, hopefully, you all can hear me loud and clearly. Let me make sure. Oh, nope. There we go. Okay. So, sorry. Apologies. Hopefully, you all can hear me loud and clearly. As it gets dark, I'll begin to turn on some lights and stuff. Uh, you know, I may or may not have uh, guests coming through. Uh, to talk about everything that's really going on in the world right now. Like, obviously, there's really no sports going on with the exception of kind of UFC. Um, the world that we currently live in is one that is really on the brink of peril, but also one that is on the brink of a lot of change. And I think that that is the positive part, that is the great part about everything that um, has arose from such a tragic things such as George Floyd being murdered. And I actually have someone here right now. I had a boy, Illinois. Il Illy, hey, how you doing, man? Yo, yo, what's up, man? Yo, yo, I'm live right now, so the people can see you. So you're live. So if you can, put on your headphones so that way it won't be an echo um, if you have them. And then let me know when they on, and then I'm going to bring you back on, okay? Just put your headphones on because it'll be an echo. Oh, say that again? Put your headphones on because it'll be an echo. Okay, I got you. And then, and then, I'll, put, and then I'll bring you I'll, back on the show, okay? So yeah, just give me right a thumbs back. up when you got them on. So um, I'm going to bring the boy Illinois in to talk because he is a person that I've always looked to. And ironically, um, you know, me and the homies, we love to make fun of Illy, um, but not in a bad way, always in a positive way of just like, you know, um, he's a person that we always know black people, love Africa loves everything that is involved with black people and the progression of black people. And he is a person that follows a lot of activists and follows a lot of causes and things of that sort. He's a person that we've always looked to as really kind of, you know, being one of our friends that's more so like an activist. So we call him, so I, I, you know, I call him like Illimon Feet cause like he, cause he got his Haitian revolutionary thing on at the same time, but he's always a guy that talks and that speaks with love and with compassion. And that's the thing that I love about him. He loves himself. He loves his community. He loves his people. Uh, and I love myself. I love my community. and I love my people. So he's someone that I will bring on the show. Um, but before then, I actually have a few images from the protests themselves. Uh, I attended one protest yesterday, a peaceful protest. Don't let anybody um, make you believe that the majority of these protests are not peaceful. The majority of these protests are peaceful. I was at a peaceful protest downtown in Los Angeles. We did not break anything. We did not loot anything. We did not do anything that should not have been done under the eyes of the law there. So as you saw us all over CNN and things of that sort, but it's something that I personally feel passionate about. I feel extremely passionate about, about making sure that we can create change and, and really, really come to these things with a sense of love and a sense of dedication. Um, you know, I think that a lot of the times we look at the things that we do and the things that are going on as being so minuscule and minute in the moment. And what we don't really realize is that real life is happening. And actually, I got JDP. Shout out to JDP. What's up, JDP? How you doing today, man? What up, welcome man? To Real Talk with TPJ. Welcome. You're welcome. We're live online right now. Um, this What's is good, Real bro? Talk with TPJ. Actually, we also Hello. have Illy. Illy. Hello. Yo, yo. Uh, yo what so, up, 
So uh, we're going to wait on Illy to go somewhere a little bit more quiet. <laughs> but welcome to Real Talk with TPJ. This is my homie JDP. He is an artist up, extraordinaire, man? writer extraordinaire. You've probably heard his songs a bunch of times in your favorite TV shows, your favorite video games. He man. is a person that I've known for over a decade now, um, an artist in Chicago, but also a great human being, one that moves with love and compassion. Um, so I want to give him, as well as the homie Illy, a chance to voice their opinions on what's going on. Obviously, I've seen Illy and I've watched Illy talk um, on Instagram about how he feels about, um, you know, kind of the protests as well as all of the looting that's been going on and the resources that are being, you know, utilized and pillaged by the people, both anarchists and people that are pretending to be protesters, as well as people who might have been protesting themselves. So I'm going to bring Illy back in. Illy, come on in. Talk to the people. Um, JDP as well. Um, you guys yes, are here. Sir. You're live on Real Talk with TPJ. I'll, you know, JDP, up, since boy? you were the first up, person bro? to join back in, I'll been, allow man? you the opportunity. Go ahead, take a couple minutes, vent, talk to the people about how you feel about all the stuff that's going on. And then, Ilya, I'll give you the opportunity to go ahead and chime in and talk to the people. And feel free to tweet this out. We're currently live on Twitter right now. It's pinned at the top of uh, the Hoops and Brews Twitter account, so you can let the people know that on you're that. here and you're talking. Um, you know, you know, but go ahead, JDP. Feel free. Let the people know how you feel about everything that's going on. No, man. It's like so many different emotions at once that it's like hard to like just pin down one thing. I feel like the day after Trump won the presidency, that like sinking feeling that everybody had that day, there was like... It was just like stone cold silence. I like feel that right now, but also just like a mix of like anger at like the whole situation. Of course, like like an inspiration at all the protesters and kids that are still out there right now, when yes. like while the sun is going down, like still out there getting it. Like disbelief at where they said, but also like not surprised at all at like where we find ourselves and that and that for me sucks more than being surprised right now like it's like being disappointed that you're right this is it's it's a lot of things at one time man it's, it's it's crazy to see and live through this in real time for sure yeah and both of you guys you can tilt your webcams down just a little bit more for me so that way you're a little bit more level so illy obviously i saw you today on instagram uh you're a person that i've always believed has had strong opinions and i just kind of talked about it a little bit i said you know to the point where we'd be making fun of you talk you know calling you illy garvey and and i'd be <laughs> like yo this is my man illy monfique activist but oh you've yeah, always been yeah. a person that i've loved for that because you're a resource and um, whether it be a resource of information or a resource of connections, but also a resource in terms of you've always been a person that that believes in healing, whether it be medicinal or spiritual. You are Definitely. a person that has always been a healer rather than a divider. Without um, a doubt. You've always been a person that's been a healer rather than being a person that's been violent, um, or at least from what I've seen, and a person that hasn't preached violence. Uh, so... What are your thoughts on everything that is going on as a whole? I'll give you the opportunity to just kind of talk. And then when you're done talking, you can feel free to just say, and that's my last point, because obviously I've, 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 I watched your entire Instagram story. I believe it was about yeah. like four or five minutes long. You, you had some very, very valid points. And even, you know, myself, I've been a little less critical of those that have been looting because of how terrible America's economic situation has been, but also a lot of things that you said today on your Instagram story, which if you don't follow him, I'll give you the opportunity in a second to tell the people where they can follow you at, made a lot of sense in terms of 
you know, uh, you know, essentially depleting your neighborhood's resources that you all have, whether it be food, whether it be clothing, whether it be toiletries and things of that sort. Go ahead, Illy, talk to the people. Floor. Bless, appreciate you having me on here, bro. Uh, we, yeah, he said we go way back, man. They definitely anytime, used to make, anytime. used to make fun of me, but a lot of people made fun of me because I was really so. I was, I've been like, you are, right, I've been like this for like 12, 15 years. So, but anyway, what, what I was saying and what I'm seeing is, all right, so, uh, after, after, um, well, one during this whole COVID situation, I feel like Pritzker and and Lightfoot has been using Trump as like a crutch to get points. You know, like when you're doing comedy shows and uh, they'd be like, you, it's some, it's some nice fine ladies in here. People was like, all right. Or you had a war show, you say something about Jesus. Ain't nobody going to boo that. And ain't nobody going to boo you ever talking bad about Trump. So the day after Lori Lightfoot was like, uh, you know, I want to say F you to Trump. You know what I'm saying? Everybody was like, oh, that's my that's my mayor. Oh, she been my mayor through COVID, this, that, and the other. And I'm just like, man, y'all, y'all playing into the wrong cans right now. I mean, for me, I just know history. I know enough of it that when I see something repeat again, I'm like, ah, this is a setup. So the day she said that, everybody was cool. And that night, that's when the looting downtown started. So I'm like, oh. Downtown Chicago get looted. The mayor ain't going to go for that. She represents the city in the, in the interest of the city, not the people, the city and, and the money <laughs> that the city generates. So I'm like, I already knew she wasn't going to like that. Mm -hmm. I don't remember her really saying anything until it was time for that curfew. And when that curfew came, mm -hmm. she locked people. She trapped people downtown by raising the bridges. Has that happened before? No, am I, I not. Am I am I wilding? I don't know. Not in not, not lifetime. I don't think not, so. Not lifetime, bro. I've never seen that happen before. So she she raised the bridges it's like up. The dark night stuff. It's like no, it no. It's really like that. I was telling my lady that this it's reminds like me. Night. It's like the dark night with Bane. I, I just I really <laughs> felt like that. I really felt like that. With so Bane and the Joker because the yeah. Joker forced all of the people off of off of chicago to get on a boat so that way yep. they could escape these murderers and killers yeah yeah they all wind up getting trapped down there. it's like yo even in los angeles right now they have cut off all of the public transportation and all of you can't uber anywhere you can't order any food you can't do anything so so, so if you are out there protesting right now you have no way to get this home. this is this is what people thought COVID was gonna cause this this whole like it's gonna be a police state. No, now now, now welcome to it. So when yeah. that happened, right? I'm like, all right, Lori, not y'all friend. She never was y'all friend. And people saw that she cut the CTA off, did the late the late curfew. People got the got the notice like 20 minutes beforehand. That's not enough time to leave out of downtown. So when that happened, people were like, oh, okay, we see you on you on dirt. So for me, being a person that's like, I got a lot of OGs. Who, who was in the civil rights movement. And even before that time, I got some old, old OGs. But what's come, what's to come, we should have known what's coming if we knew, if we knew the history of things, right? So they cut off downtown the day after. You could not exit anywhere. You could not take the streets to go downtown coming from the south of Chicago, come from the south side of Chicago. Sure. For the north side, you can still get there. They pushed everybody and kept everybody south. So they said, what you did last night, keep it in your areas. And that's exactly what we did. So the Tulsa bombings and things of that nature that they had to do themselves, they had to come in and do the work themselves. They got us to do the work mm -hmm. because they understand 
when people when people always repeatedly say, oh, they know us better than we know ourselves. That's correct. They know once they get us riled up emotionally, then it's going to be hard to contain that. It's going to be hard because of the generational trauma that we possess already. So when somebody says something to us or somebody does something to us, we are always ready to turn up. And again, I'm a little I'm in my 30s now. So in my 20s, when I was like that, I understood the radical energy, which I understand now, which I don't. I'm not trying to like say don't do it. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying what you mean. It just needs to be directed in a certain way where it's more productive than rather than counterproductive. Because if you're starting to do when it's unorganized, right? So back in the days when 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 you guys hear those police sirens in the background? Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. I I live somewhat near a freeway, and this has not stopped for the past seven days, bro. I have seen I have seen it looks like the army is outside. I can see the freeway. It looks like the army is outside. Man, if they called in the crazy. National Guard, it, it, it is. Yeah. Yeah. So when back in the 60s, when King got killed, I mean, whenever whenever any of our black leaders were killed, what happened was somebody infiltrated the organization, right? And we're talking about highly sophisticated, organized organizations. Yeah, that's how they took the, the Panthers down. Exactly. Everybody had to infiltrate. We have no organization whatsoever. So because of that, it's easy as hell to infiltrate. And because it's easy as hell to infiltrate, mm-hmm. white people could come up and infiltrate. Back in the day, it had to be somebody that looked like you because you wasn't trusting nobody else. Now yeah. they got white folks at protests giving people bricks. They kicking off the graffiti. How y'all okay. let them control the narrative of our battle? Makes like, no sense. They're like spray painting like Black Lives Matters on the buildings, and like there's like stations of bricks just set up next, like and, next and multiple cities and multiple cities and multiple cities. City. Do y'all not see the whole setup the that's same, going on on the same day that like it goes from people just protesting, and then the, the very next day when they come out to protest again, they like turn it up. They make sure they got everything in place, even the police. I've seen more than. I've seen more than a handful of videos just today of police destroying their own property. Yeah, these, they kick these it off. Pictures, these pictures of like one random ass car in the middle of the street with no other cars around it, and that car is on fire. Like all of that looks like they hired looks a movie, like a movie team setup. to like set it up. Yeah, no, I, so so peeps, I'm glad you, you said that. Favor, center your camera if you can a little bit. You're a little bit off center. So I'm glad you said that. A little cut off. I'm glad you said that because a girl yeah, I know, a, a woman I know that works in the production for a lot of shows at at a center space here in Chicago, she mm-hmm. went she went to the Hyde Park um, protest and she said, "This looks like a movie set. This looks this don't look organic." She's like, "I've worked on production for the past five six years. This looks exactly like the productions that we do when we do shows." And I was yeah. like, "I don't put it past them." So peep this. So, but other than Destroying, destroying the resources that you need to continue to fight these wars. Back to the infiltration. Because there's so much infiltration that anybody can loot anywhere and just say, oh, it's part of this whole movement. Because there's no organization. You can connect it to anything. White people could come in our neighborhoods and mess our stuff up and it can, it can be connected to us, to our right. movement. It's too right. easy. So because that can happen, 
when you start depleting your own resources in a time for war, that just makes that super counterproductive because now we got people scrambling, trying to figure out how we're going to feed kids, how we're going to feed elderly and babies in general. And this is dope how we coming together. But my question is how sustainable, how, how exactly, long, how long how is this? We, how how we long can we do this long term? How long to, can we not, do it? Even not even to forget while all this is going on, we are still in the middle of a pandemic. It's bro, still out there, bro. It's still out so, there, and like, so this is a question. This is a question for everybody, because you either way that I'm about to bring up, you got finessed, right? So for one, if COVID isn't as serious as they said it was, and mm-hmm. nobody, and there's not a humongous spike in cases, then what was all the propaganda about for these past two months, two three months? Mm-hmm. If if it is real serious. And things do spike, then all these people, all these governors, all these mayors that allowed protests, because last week, remember, Lori Lightfoot had people busting up shit on the west and south side like y'all can't gather. And then a week later, protests of thousands of people is cool all of a sudden. Doesn't make any sense whatsoever. So either she set everybody up, they set everybody up to get sick and instill martial law, or they finessed us to keep us in the crib to set it up for martial law. It's one or the other. There's no middle ground in between it. It's one or the other. It's all very interesting. I'm going to bring Pavi in because he's been waiting. Pavi, welcome My bro. to the bring boy Pavi in. Bring the boy Pavi in. Um, you know, you know, we've, we've all given our opinions about the situation. Um, obviously, you can probably hear the police sirens in the background. Um, if you are living in a large city right now, um, I'm sure it's a lot of Things that you don't want to be having going on happening right now. Um, Pabby, obviously, man, it's Pabby, going crazy. obviously you have um, your own thoughts and your own opinions. Please talk to the people. Let them know how you feel about everything that's going on. I mean, kind of pretty much the same way um, Illy feels. Um, I just think that, again, like, I get the aggression 1,000%. Like, I mean, what we, what, we, what we saw and what we continue to see, you know, year after year, generation after, you know, um, generation is, is, is horrible. I mean, there's no real... No explanation for it. Um, the fact that people, you know, have that much hate in their hearts, and the fact that it, that it goes unpunished, which is the real issue. I mean, like you can't stop people from hating things, but you can punish them. Um, and the fact that it usually goes unpunished is um horrible. But um, like I mean, like um, you guys were saying, I just think that the energy was a little bit uh at a certain point um displaced, and I think that people um reacted very emotionally and didn't always think about what they were doing. And um, I think like the first two nights I was watching everything and I was like, oh, okay, like, you know, I get it. You know, when they burned down a Target in, you know, Minnesota, I was rocking. You know, they burned down the police station, like I was rocking. And as we continue to go and we, you know, see things and I see, you know, and again, not to say, you know, white people can't, you know, help out and can't, you know, want um, want um justice for all. But it was just really weird to me. Like I'm seeing the video in Portland and I'm seeing like no black people looting. It's just like all white people. Um, and it continuously everywhere I see it's all white people. And I consistently look at the looting and I'm like, some of this stuff just looks weird. Like I even saw this dude, um, film the, uh, burning of the police car that was on La Brea and, um, Beverly. And, um, he was like, yo, it was like staged and he was pointing out everything about it. And you know how, like all these people had maxed up, like all the way up here. So you couldn't see any of their face. It seemed like they had equipment with them. They set the cop car on fire in like one minute, 
You know, I don't think that normal people could literally set a whole cop car on fire in literally one minute. Um, that seems like somebody who has some experience with doing that. You know, like I don't think us right now yep. could go outside and light yeah. a cop car True. on fire in one I minute. Like I, I can't do it. Like, <laughs> I, I don't like. I don't. I don't. I can't do it. So things like that. Then also seeing you know where they let the protest take place yeah. and things like that. It, 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 it for instance, um, the high part video, um, when it seemed like the police just like left. Well, no, but people thought they would like drove the police out. I'm like, you're not, I don't personally don't think you're going to drive the police out of anywhere they don't want to be driven out of. Um, it seemed like they left from that area and was like, okay, we designate this area. If y'all want to mess this area up, go ahead. We're going to make sure y'all can't go into like the more well-to-do part of Hyde Park because we we want that to stay how it is. But if y'all want to mess this up right here, go ahead and do y'all thing. You ever seen, you, you ever seen that season of The Wire? When they did Amsterdam, Amsterdam, yeah, Bro, Amsterdam, oh yeah, is the city, the city, the cops in the city worked together and made it so they designated an area of the city where crime was essentially allowed to go free for a mm -hmm. period of time until higher ups found out, and then they scooped in and trapped everybody in that area and arrested them. And like when I see stuff like that and how some of the cities have been moving with these protesters and then bringing the cops in. It, it, it kind of it reminds me of that in a and, way, like the way that they're moving in every city. And like just watching it the whole time, I'm thinking like, man, if this keeps going, martial law is going to come in and military is definitely going to get involved because they're going to have a reason, quote unquote, reason to do it. You know, like even um, I was talking to my dad and my grandma today and they was talking about like looting been like 24 hours. Like I even looked on my homie Instagram. It was running in like the family dollar and like the 24 hour gas station still. Um, and I, I, and, and, and also again, not to, not to tell people how to live. Like, again, I get the, you know, frustration. If you want to run in the Gucci store, like that's fine. The Louis Vuitton store, like that's fine. Like I get it. Also, we got to remember we are in the middle of a pandemic. People haven't worked for three months. Some people still waiting mm -hmm. on the, you know, stimulus check. Mm -hmm. So if you get these belts, you can put them online, resell them, get some money, feed your family. Like I 1000%, I get it. But I think the first thing that kind of like rubbed me the wrong way was when my homie, uh, Mike Pillar store got ran into I'm like, bro, like, you know, that's like a pillar of the community. I mean, no pun intended, but you know, that's like black business. It's a, a place that, I mean, I, I personally think gives back to the community. These are guys rooted in the community trying to like do something good. And y'all know that. Like, what part of the movement is that to run in a store? What part of the movement is it to run in, you know, Fat Tiger? Like, you, y'all, like, y'all know Joe Fresh Goods does things for the community. Like, can, what part I, of the can I say something that is going to be uh, uh, probably a controversial thing to say? But I will say this. I look at people like Virgil, and I think that they're being extremely, extremely disrespectful, but also undermining to the marketing that they themselves have constructed and how they have marketed themselves and them brands. I think guys like Joe Freshgood and Mike and those guys have responded all very, very well. I think he, they, they, they've responded magnificently. For sure. But looking at Virgil being critical of these people, your brand, yeah. your brand, you literally are the artistic director for Louis Vuitton. So if it's anything that you're associated with, people are going to look at that stuff in the same regard as they would a Louis Vuitton or uh, whatever it is. So that is why those stores are the ones that are being looted because of the fact that streetwear has now become as 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 popular and as mm -hmm. valuable to people That's true. as expensory. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, as expensive luxury brands. And that is the problem. The problem is partially on the culture of making people think that 
a $90 sweater is worth more than your life and worth you committing a, cr a criminal act and potentially going to jail for 10, 15, 20 years if you get caught or even worse, being beat up by the police or getting caught by the police and being locked up in jail for a $90 sweatshirt or a $90 this or a $90 that or a $90 that. So I'm not going to sit up here and criticize all those guys because I understand their thinking. They're looking at that stuff the same way we look at Louis Vuitton because we have marketed that stuff to make people think that that is more valuable, that is more valuable than them going out on the street and actually protesting. And that is the problem that I have with guys like Virgil because rather than guys like Virgil saying, guys, go out, activate, you know, and, and, and protest peacefully, he's saying, how dare you guys rip off streetwear? We are the presenters of the culture. We are like, who do you think you are? Yeah, I feel like that's one of the one of the good things I'm so seeing come out, out of guys this. Like Mike and the guys at Pillars and Joe Freshgood and the guys from the hundreds and all of the other streetwear brands and small brands that I've seen respond and say we will come back bigger and better because it's bigger than this. And all mm. of the guys that are complaining about sneakers being stolen, you know, I'm sorry, stolen. You are the very person that has programmed in that person's mind that that thing is worth that much money. That, mm -hmm. that thing is worth mm -hmm. that much power and respect. And then yeah. you being seen with that logo and that piece of cloth and that piece of clothing is more valuable than your dignity. So don't be mad at the kids that now value your brands at the same rate and wish they value these expensive brands. Just be smarter in protecting your brands because you are not downtown and they don't care about you. And that might be controversial to say, and I'm not putting the blame on them. And I'm not putting the onus on the owners because people shouldn't be looting their stuff. But also at the same time, when you build a commodity and people want it, they will take it when they see when they seek opportunity. And that is the only thing that I will say on that. And I'm not arguing on behalf of anybody. That's the fact of it. But I'll go ahead, Scott. Go ahead. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna add him to this as well, so he can go ahead and sound off on his opinion. Scott, welcome to the program. What up? Uh, What's first, up, bro? What's up, G? First off, I just want to say, JDP, you know damn well, Pav ain't seen the wire. That's first off. <laughs> 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 uh, number two, man. Uh, I don't know, man. I'm just uh, at the Illy, man. You, your uh, your IG rant you went on this morning. I saw that this morning. That was pretty much spot on. That was pretty much spot on with everything I've been thinking. Like, I think it needs to come down to this. We need to have a plan. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have a problem with riding. I don't have a problem with looting or whatever they want to call it. I'm just saying we need to be some type of plan. Because when you have stuff going on like what's going on in Chicago where they're sectioning off, you know, ways to get downtown and away from these white neighborhoods and they're pretty much keeping us in our neighborhoods, what's the point of, you know, raiding, you know, pharmacies and grocery stores? You need to get your resources that you need on a daily, not just for you, but for your family members, your grandma, whatever. We need to be more protective of that. And when it comes to black businesses, I kind of feel one way, like leave it alone. But at the same time, I understand people's anger. You know what I'm saying? I understand you're not thinking, oh, well, this might be a black owned business. Let me leave this the hell alone. Because honestly, there's a lot of shit in the hood that we don't even own. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's owned by yeah. other people. But I just feel like there needs to be some type of plan. Well, we, we, this. What's that? You can this, this conversation that we're having stems from almost. Oh, can y'all hear me? Yeah, yeah, we hear. Yeah, yeah. I was saying this conversation that we're having stems from, like, I don't want to say an outsider view of the situation. I, I would say an older view of the mm -hmm. situation. But these kids are already, like, 
the murder rate in Chicago right now for this generation is higher than ours was, which was higher than the one previous to us. The way that these kids' social services are set up is the fact that they have none. The way that the city of Chicago has been drained of all of its resources, and then you add the the all of the everything else, COVID, the fact that the stimulus got messed up. Some people still waiting on stimulus tech. And then the first day out, the cops kill somebody and still haven't been fully charged for that properly. Like, these mothers are just raging right now. I don't yeah. like, condone it. Yeah. Like, I don't condone it in the sense of, like, it, like going at black businesses in your neighborhood that you need to provide for your family after the fact. But I understand where the anger stems from. And I understand that it's not going to get better considering the people that these kids have to look to right. for... <laughs> Yeah, that's that's the main. That's anyway. so. That's the main if problem. Pro, if I was out there right now, and I saw and I saw what Trump came out and said, <laughs> like for his like for the little speech, whatever, when he posed with the Bible, like if I saw that, that would just piss me off even more. I don't, I don't know yeah. if y'all saw the last. Are, I don't know if y'all saw the last Star Wars movie, but uh, well, you know, at the end of the movie and shit, where like uh, the 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 Sith Lord or whatever gave a gave a message basically saying we bringing the shit back. That's pretty much what. <laughs> I got on that Trump, <laughs> you know, call of war on the fucking American citizens, man. And, and then I think just, I think one thing that I, I want to point out is if you look at I want to give a shout out to not just our generation, but the generation after us. Um, they're really out there on the front lines taking care of this. And you also, also got to understand if you're like 19, 20 years old, you were 11, 12 when Trayvon got killed. So you've been seeing through all this shit and you're fed up. And it's got to a point where now they're adults. This is pretty much where That's they're true. just like, I'm, I'm tired real. of this shit. You know what I'm saying? So it might be different from us where, not to say that this hasn't been going on, because it's been going on through our entire lifetimes, but I feel like when it really started getting documented with, you know, camera phones and social media, we were in college. You know what I'm saying? So we had reached a certain age. These kids grew up with mm-hmm. it. So now they're kind of at a point where, like, we like, fuck this shit. And my biggest problem with having the looting of, you know, pharmacies and grocery stores, eventually, motherfuckers got to eat. And that's going to lead to people going to be robbing homes. Then you got full-on anarchy. More shit. You know what I'm saying? That just opens up more and more shit. Stay focused on the goals. Stay focused on what we need to do. We need to be united more than any time right now. It's just, it's it's hard for for folks to stay focused. It's like, again, when when I say, when people say they they know us better than we know ourselves is a hundred percent true. They know exactly every single button to push, and when they push it, what reaction they're gonna get. This, like I was saying earlier with the COVID, we got finessed either way. Yeah. And it and it, we got finessed into a position that was gonna boil us to a point that as soon as we seen another, because think about it, maybe, maybe we don't go this crazy if we ain't went through COVID. This is true. We don't. Maybe we don't go this way. We, like, we might know, still protest, months of, months, but we ain't months, going this crazy. We don't. We've been stuck. Mugs been trapped in the crib for three, three months. months. And unemployed. And the first day <laughs> out. Months. The, fir- the yeah. first week out. Exactly. And unemployed. And, yeah, three months. And unemployed. unemployed. I mean, and, 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 right, and, right when it, and right when it's just supposed to open back up. And, and, and I mean, honestly, like, 
if you want to link with your friends, protesting and looting is like the only way to for some people to link with their friends. And that's like, nah, there's not there's really nothing else to do. No, nah, like, that's, that's, that's how they look up with the game. There's nowhere to go. Like, where else are you going to, you know, focus your energy? So if you already mad, then, you know, people already don't fuck with the police. So, you know, that's one thing. Then you go out there with like a reason, a fresh memory on your mind not to fuck with the police. And the police, obviously, they agitate certain situations. Well, every situation. Yeah, without a so then, Yeah, so then, yeah, you you like definitely gonna you not thinking in in those in yeah, those think, moments. You know, like 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 the bully bullies like when the dude they've been bullying don't try to fight back. They yeah. love it. They like I'm gonna keep messing with you so you can try to fight back so I can exactly. feel like I'm at least getting a fight. So I'm gonna really whoop your ass though. <laughs> this is this is all they've been doing. They've been agitating us, and then pre pre before this, we couldn't link up with the youngins. Yeah. We couldn't do that. It wasn't no more after school program. You can't gather. So because we can't gather, we can't have these conversations. We could have probably been having with the shorties. And now, boom, explosion. Now we got to try to recover and, and track them down while they on 10. Also, it, they did it perfectly, bro. Yeah. Also, also, I think one thing that's um, that's uh, been big is that the fact church isn't open. And I think a lot of conversations happen in church. Like, you know, like yeah. uh, a lot of community work. Happens in church, True. True. and church hasn't been open. And I think that I mean I don't want to say it's strategically done, but I kind of want to say it's been strategically done. Um, I mean, I mean Trump said open churches back up, and then Lori was like, "Nah." So Lori we, had a we, hand. In. Can we talk about? Can we talk about how Lori uh, put the okie doke on black folks with the with all the I, memes I and the videos, and she coming like, "Hey, I'm just like them," you know, like a social think, media manager on point. I think uh, black people in general, we need to stop putting uh, black politicians on pedestals. You know, in the, the day, they still politicians. I love Obama. You know what I'm saying? I love Obama, you know, as much as any other black person. They're still politicians. But stop treating him like he, you know, the nigga Avenger. You know what I'm saying? He, nah. <laughs> you know, let's bring him down a peg. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've seen somebody say, oh, I wish Obama was here. Wow, we was getting shot in the street when Obama was here. That if anything, this is Obama's revenge. This is this is a sequel. This is Obama's revenge, bro. This this all it is. They nah, they trying was, to get back. It, I this, mean, not to laugh, this, but it's this real. Is what, this is what was playing in Obama's head when he lost. Right. When, when Trump won. <laughs> right. He was at the podium, and you knew he was pissed, and he didn't like didn't say nothing. This is what was playing in his head. Or some. Well, voting has consequences. You know what right. I'm saying? I'm out. Like, he got to he got to be calm with it. This is what he had in the back of his head, G. He got to be he got to be political with it and one thing about Obama, but honestly at the same time Trump is if this anybody who Trump is making Obama look better. Like 10 15 years from now we going to look at Obama's presidency way better than we did now just cuz of how bad Trump was. Like Trump yeah. is so bad that I was really sitting up here I was I've well, been see, like in a, on a 30 for 30 binge. And I watched the 30 for 30 when they talking about George Bush throwing out the first pitch after 911. He was so bad oh. for like 10 seconds. I was like, "You know what? I miss Bush." That's how bad <laughs> it got. <laughs> now, 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 now I will say you know, uh, the insurrection like 1807. I did look it up because the way people were making it seem like was like literally the last time it happened was 1807. Yeah. That's not the last time it happened. The last time it happened was the LA riots. Then it was like uh, 88, this hurricane. Then it was like this riot. No, then it was the uh, Arkansas 9. Then it was like this riot in Detroit. So it's that. So 1807 is not the last time it happened, which was if you can take any small ounce of comfort, which I mean, I don't know how much small ounce of comfort you're going to take. But it's like it, 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 at least 
300 years ago, damn, it wasn't the last time it happened. I don't know what yeah. type of cover you can take in that, but I'm just saying that wasn't the last time it happened. Not to say that's a good thing at all. I'm just saying. No, yeah, I feel you. I'm just saying. But yeah, I, I just I I just I just I just think the whole situation is just kind of unfortunate. I mean, yeah, and and, and again, I'll be telling this again, I'll be telling folks that we not we not ready to go to war <laughs> with the United no. States government, bro. Not, folks, bro. folks can talk sleep. all the big boy shit they wanna. When the military come in, we ain't as te- we ain't man. Listen, Jeez. niggas ain't ready. You said it this morning. You can't that, play street ball. You can't against play Phil Jackson. Against Phil Jackson. You, you can't, can't do that shit. How you just gonna pull up and just hoop against the X and O's? I know yeah. every everything you finna. It ain't gonna ever win. Yeah. He, he got ten. How many rings, Phil? Got? Eleven. These Eleven. niggas, America, America got got four hundred rings. <laughs> the America is the Yankees. Oh man. Let's get it together. We got to study. I, and I tweeted that last week, and I put it on my Instagram, that sports teams watch tape, game film on their opponents. Yep. How you expect to beat your opponent if you don't study the tactics of your opponents? Exactly. So that's why I was, I, was, I was calling out like, hey, this a finesse. Hey, that's a finesse. I don't really know. This don't really sound right. You know why? Because it sounds like BS. And especially as being from Chicago, we finesse everybody. Oh, we yeah, should be sure. the first. We should be the first ones to call out a finesse. Exactly. We, we, we the finesse kings. So, but but when you get emotional, you don't really be thinking straight. Yeah, I, I get the emotion. It's so just I get it. Like when you're, I think the main thing we were talking about. People think, oh, well, we can go one-on-one with the United States, a lot of these people aren't even out there. You know what I'm saying? Like, nah. if you're going to be, I really try to not say what the protesters should and shouldn't do, because I'm not out there. I'm not out there protesting. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If it, most of these people are sitting on their couch watching season three of Ozark talking about, burn it down! You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> we, we, you can't do that, dog, and you you the one sending people off. Yeah, and, and, that, was, and that, was, that was the whole reasoning behind my Instagram story rant this morning because I know a lot of people, right? Because y'all know me. Y'all know I've been doing this type of shit for the past 10, oh, 12 forever. years. Forever, you know what I'm saying? So it's a lot of I've people. <laughs> it's a lot of people talking right now that this is their first time ever doing anything like this. And I'm like, yo, slow down, Bucko. You just got to leave. <laughs> Chill out. It's certain it's guide rules and guidelines to these certain things. I understand your energy because I used to be that young buck before when I was in my twenties. I got it, but it, it was it wasn't got it the right way, and that's why I got up under OGs. And I'm like, we got to strategically start doing this because at the end of the day, also, if you burn shit down in your community, right now you got to go more than likely to the Hispanic community or you got to go to the white community, and now they don't want your ass there. Illy, I so, saw a tweet this morning, maybe think your rent. Somebody people were talking about where to get groceries from. Somebody's like, well, I'm finna go. To uh, was to Orland, like dog. I'm finna go to to. I'm about to go to Hammond, Indiana. Like we're we're going out instead of instead of staying where we're at, but y'all destroying this shit. So now you gotta go here. It's and part of your plan. And now yeah. you go on places. Now you go on places that they like, looking at us crazy. Like is they about to? Is Do that because now? Because now it's a whole bunch more of us pulling up. Like yep. like the, the fair play by my crib. Luckily, that was open this morning, but all the other surrounding grocery stores closed, so everybody got to come to this one. So now, with COVID rules, it's a long-ass line for everybody to get in the grocery store. So now, yeah. we, this is when we really need to be buying paper towel and toilet paper, 
this is this is wow, bro. This is wow. And it and it was a setup, and we fell for it. I'm just hoping, Man. I'm just hoping that the looting comes to an ease yeah. and we can and we can really chop it up with each other now that people ain't really like COVID crazy because we didn't already been around each other already. So yeah. now's the time we need to chop sit down and chop it up. Like, all right, what can we do? These resources that we need because as long people don't people want to end police brutality. Right. Yeah. I completely I'm with you. But as long as we depend on them motherfuckers to get our eggs and our bread, we will always be connected to them. And exactly. they will always, always implement their racist tactics or whatever until we completely separate. Like Martin said, I feel like I put I brought my people into a burning building yeah. and we and we realizing that, hey, ain't nobody going to help us. But us, no matter what community we live in. Maybe we need to just fuck with each other. Yeah. I maybe, just got maybe this, that's what it comes down to. I just got this one point because I got to get off here. I got I got a weekly family Zoom that I got to get on. But I just want to say this one thing. Uh, one, I want to say that we need to, you know, one, I, I just want people in general to stop talking about Martin Luther King like he was soft. Yeah. That shit like really pisses <laughs> me off. I just For got real. done watching uh, King in the Wilderness Man, documentary on HBO, which is really good if you haven't seen it. And it talks about his last month and a half. I mean, not month and a half, year and a half before he died. And like you were saying, like he was like frustrated, like, yo, I don't know, like, have what the fuck else I can do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was at a point like, shit, I don't know. So I, I just implore people to actually do the history. And he was stuff. young. And he, he was young. I young. forgot he got killed at 39. Yeah, like, <laughs> he's still yeah, like, young, bro. Think young about us. Young. We got homies that's 38, 39. Yo, exactly. Exactly. And they not the game. They, they, so, they, um, yeah. I just want people to stay educated, man. Be safe out there. Um, yes, sir. Also on Barber's Chair Network, we've got like a, a thread. Um, we've got it. Uh, we got it in our pin uh, profile with a whole bunch of links to people who are gonna be handing out food yes, uh, donations. Y'all can send to to bail people out, man. We just trying to do everything we can. So um, y'all be safe out there, man. I love talking to y'all, brothers, man. Thank you, Scott. No, we appreciate always, it, man. Bro. Thank you for joining the program. Thank you, thank you. Sorry, I, uh, you know, you know, random people have been calling me. Um, you know, um, of different races, you know, um, asking me, you know, what's going on? How should they feel? I'm going to ask this question to you guys because I don't I don't believe that you've I don't believe while I was uh, gone, you know, taking that call, um, you know, that you guys have spoken on it. But how are you all reacting or are you reacting to your friends of other races, whether they be white, black, you know, whatever that are non, you know, blacks or non-African-Americans, whatever you want to use, whatever that word. I'm not using personal color because I hate that word. Uh, or that phrase but what do you guys how do you guys feel about all of your non-black friends that are calling you and asking you for honest advice what are you telling them how are you allowing yourselves to be able to allow their empathy to shine through without essentially making them feel bad if you are having those conversations because i've had a few of those conversations um i haven't really had any of those conversations i mean i've i've, well, I've I- like I mean, my homie texted me like, yo, uh, like, yo, how you been? Just like, yo. And I was like, yeah, I've been good, bro. He's like, man, I know it's crazy outside. So I'm forced to happen. Like, yeah, like, I appreciate you, bro, for just checking in. Um, But yeah, I really haven't had too many of those conversations, honestly. I I really haven't talked to too many people at all about what's going on, honestly, because it's hard to have. I mean, you know, me and like Illy have um, spoken, but, you know, me and you have spoken. The group chat have spoken, but it's, it's... it's a really touchy subject, and like I haven't really, and also I haven't really wanted the opinion of people my age, honestly, um, because a lot of people my True. age haven't seen this before. 
So I've been talking mm-hmm. at least well, seeing this in this to this magnitude like that. So I've been talking to my dad a lot, talking to my stepmom, been talking to my godmother a lot. Um, so I've been trying to seek the advice of just older people, you know, people who have been there and just been through things like this. Because obviously it feels crazy, but as crazy as it is, it's honestly, it's not the first time it's happened. It's not the first time in history that this has happened. It's just the first time in our lifetimes. So I've been trying to seek the advice of older people and think about, you know, how we should handle it, how we should feel about it, uh, what we should do. And things like that. So I can't really say I have many. I've, I've had many conversations with people um, that aren't African American persons. What about you guys? How do you feel? I, uh, I'm I, well. I had uh, like maybe two people DM me, and they just like, man, I, I I can't feel your pain. Is that another? I just really just give general. Appreciate you, bro. I really I don't get too in depth because is it's there like anything that you guys feel that other people can do, or is there? Cause, yeah. Because me personally, I try not to come from a standpoint of attacking people when they you know when they hear me including when they start with with certain verbiage i'll i will be quick to tell someone like that's not the way you you do or you say that like if you're trying to contact because i think a lot of the problem is is that there are a lot of people that are not black that don't know how to contextualize their feelings without being offensive or without basically accusing black people of being complainers and i think more times than not listening and empathy is much more about listening and understanding than it is so much about direction and trying to and, and trying to um, be someone's solace, if that makes sense. No, I, I personally feel that when people are sad, you can genuinely get a real understanding and, and tone and, and understand that they are sad versus a lot of times, more times than not, when you talk to a lot of you know, people, other you know, races and white people that I know, or people that are not white, that are other races, whether they be Asian or Hispanic, it gets like a very kind of ignorant kind of term or or kind of a feeling towards it. And, I'm, and my thinking has always been this. It's like, at the end of the day, if one person's civil liberties can be ignored, disrespected, neglected, or flat out just, dis, or flat out just disregarded, what do you think can happen to your civil liberties? Uh-huh. So much more than it being like, yo, y'all fucking up, y'all, y'all white people doing this, y'all white people doing that. It's like, bro, if you poor and white and I know you, what do you want? What do you want? And usually they'll be like, well, I know poor white people. All right, well, what do they want? They want money. Okay. They want education. Okay. They want a good, um, you, know, you, know, you know, school system and a good public roads, good health, good health care good lifelong insurance, uh-huh. retirement. And I say, we want the same things. So when we're having these conversations and you say, well, everybody wants these things, it's like, yeah, but you want those things. And when you say you want those things, I don't say, well, everybody wants these things. <laughs> I say, we all want these things. So unless everybody is working towards us getting these things, then how can any of us all look around and honestly be like, yo, everybody's good. Yeah, I, I, I live near a bunch of homeless people. I see them shoot up heroin and shit all the time. And it is one of the most ridiculous things that I've seen in my life. But when you see that group, they're all together. They're never apart. They're never, it, when you're dealing with dope fiends and people that are living under bridges, they, stay they, together. Don't have, they don't really have a political system. They are about survival, mm. and they mm-hmm. are looking at each other and saying, you want to survive. Now, whether you want to survive and just get high off drugs all day long, that's what they want to do, but that's what they do. But they look at each other, and they survive, 
and they look at each other about each other's survival and it's much bigger than just one individual's plight it's about every man's plight so when all these people come with like all lives matters i'm talking to all these white people they're like well my family are they're upset because yeah. they feel like nothing is going right and like all this stuff happens all the time well it happens because your family members continue to not want to have the conversation about the privilege that you walk around with and it's bigger than literally waking up with white skin I got yeah. friends that are Hispanic that are light skinned or that are half Jewish and half Mexican that are like, bro, everybody look at me like I'm white, but they don't know my mom is Mexican from yeah. El Salvador and my dad is from this place or this person's from Guatemala and this, and so it's like, yeah, bro. It's, it's egregious within itself to see. But what we also have to understand is that if it can happen to one person, it can happen to anybody, all. anybody, it can anybody. To and there's so all. many, it's so many that, that we don't hear about. And that's, and that's the crazy. It's so, so tons of, and it's, it's in, and now it's just at a time where we have social media before social media was even active. It was probably going crazy because nobody got held accountable. So it was probably, hey, they was probably going wild, running up the score on us, bro. Man. Now they can't do it as much because they get videotaped and stuff like that. But they still running up the score with tapes on them. Do so you that's, know how that's many young wild. women and young children and people have been missing across this nation for uh, every year forever. We don't know wow, bro. what is going on because predatory practices have been allowed to permeate throughout that entire organization and the ideology of the organization. And that's also my biggest problem. And that's the biggest thing that I always, and, I, and the only reason why I'm having this conversation is because I've literally told people that are of other races when they're like, well, what can I do to help? I'm like, just turn on this conversation. And even, you don't have to comment at all. Just listen to black people yeah, have an open don't. and honest dialogue about what is going on. You don't, you don't need have to take our advice. None of us are right or wrong. I definitely got messages. We all have opinions. I definitely got texts. Yeah, go ahead. Like, I definitely got texts from a ton of white friends asking me. I definitely got a ton of texts from a ton of white friends asking me what they could do, how are they like, or just checking them, checking in on me, asking if I was okay. Which you know, saying I was appreciated. But there's a ton of them younger than me, who this is their all different generation. They're like, yo, what can I do to help? And I'm like, yo. You can join a protest if that's your bag. You can donate if that's your bag. You can spread the word if that's your bag. But the main thing you need to do is have a conversation with your friends that aren't asking this question. And, like, ask them why they're not having this conversation. Have that conversation with them. Because, like, we, like it or not, we need as many races on board to move this whole thing. Like... We can't do it alone. That's why the protests became so inclusive. Oh, Unfortunately, God. there's a lot of other parties at play. There's like the legit people that are like I hate that term Antifa because that's some bullshit. But there's legit people that like that le that are like on some anarchy shit. If that's your bag, I. But there's also white supremacists in the mix. Oh but yeah. The reason if that's that your bag, no I. No. If that's your bag, that's not I. It's not helping. No. Like if that's your bag, it's not I. You're not helping us. If that's your bag, like, if anarchy is your but, bag, you're like, not helping. The reason G. that the reason that that was able. Hey man, that's there's like some real people that believe that, but the reason that they were able to infiltrate so easily is because we do need multiple.
faces yeah, involved in this fight. So any any of my white friends that have reached out to me, man. Can I just say one thing? To those people oh, that, that believe in all this anarchy and stuff, my only question to you is, once it's all gone, what you going to do? Literally, once it's all gone and America look like one of the Middle Eastern countries that we look at and be like, damn, they bombed the hell out that place. So, man, that place looked like something out of care, a movie. Man. Then, 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 like, like, if, if this is your goal, what, what, what comes after this? What comes after it? That, like, that's my only question to, to all of these people out there that are pro anarchy. I'm not pro anarchy. I'm pro protesting and making sure that we'll hear. So when it come time for you to actually do what you need to do, and I also told my other friend is who wasn't black. I was like, bro, stop looking at the main election. And sitting up here and telling me that just because Joe Biden or Donald Trump is in the White House or whatever, that you did your she job gonna, as an American. Or shit going to get better. Local, exactly. Look at your local city election. When you get that ballot or that booklet that they send out, where it literally will give you a summary of their actual opinion. And when you see laws, it shows you what the entire law or bill is about. And you can go and you can read the full thing. Go and read that shit. Pay attention to that. Shit. Uh, that Dolan Duck say If you don't want to even, if you don't want to even be one of those people that have to read a booklet, go on your phone and just look up some of them names. Google them. I'm sure they got videos. I'm sure they got Twitter like, accounts. We place, read we place so much faith in, like we place so much faith in one dude and one office, and everybody is on some. What did Obama do when he was in office? He ain't do shit for nobody. I'm like, yeah, but he's one dude in one position. There's still congressional races nobody went to go vote for. There's local municipality races nobody yeah. went to go vote for. Judges, yeah. district attorneys, yeah. assemblymen. Like, there's so many. And, and so laws, many, bro. That's, and that's, vote and that's how. We were so, and while we were so happy to just have Obama up there, they came in and filled all those positions yeah, with their them. people. And so now when we're wondering why it's so hard for us to like get anything in a form of justice is because they came in from the bottom and like filled all of that shit. And so if you're like, yo, my neighborhood sucks. It's because you have to vote for stuff happening in your neighborhood. That's why Chinatown is Chinatown. That's why Jewtown is Jewtown. That's that's why they spot people got their own place. That's why Chinatown is Chinatown. So you don't think they got their own officials going into these meetings with any man? Come on, bro. That's one thing that the GDs used to have. They used to have, like they used to have all in office. If it wasn't them paying them, they had a good relationship with them. That that's the organ. That's the type of organization that we need to get back to that we used to have. Use that organization. You breaking up a little bit, Illy. Once, what'd you say? No, I just said you was breaking up a little bit. Repeat what you just said. Okay, I was saying back. That's what you know. I'm saying. Oh yeah, yeah. They we they had the organization. We have the technology and the energy. Once we have the organization, we cannot be fucked with. None whatsoever. From the hackers. All the way to farmers, to every, to on, on, on each end. Once we had that, it's like, what can you fuck with us with? We're going to have our own, we got, we organize our own militia. Whatever the gangs we got, we got, we pull them together, which we should have been doing, which people have been advocating for, which I wish we would have had at this point. But when, when we pull that together, who going to fuck with us? Everybody's going to stay out of our pocket. And it's like, cool, you don't got to come to our pocket. We ain't got to come to your pocket. Let's, let's just have it like that.
and and that's what I'm hoping comes out of this because it's been a long time. We really can't coincide with each other. I I, I got a lot of white homies. I got a lot of white fans. That's understandable. But when it comes to living amongst each other, yeah, we have completely different cultures, yeah. and we need to understand and respect that, and just separate. That's it. We'll. It ain't got to be a complete separation. It's just like I just don't come to the south side. We won't come up north. We got all the resources we need. So let's just stay that way. We'll stay this way. And that's cool. That's that, listen, that's, lights going to all sides of the city. That's not what I want. And, and listen, that's that's what I ultimately feel will help us out. Because like when I'm, <laughs> when I'm, why we don't just go back to Africa then. But, but now and now so I was gonna get to that. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. You just froze. You got the Nelly connection right now, Illy. You look like me. You it froze. sounds bad. We didn't hear anything you just said. You just I said, froze. I, I was saying, if, if you're going to fuck me over and you're going to finesse me, i just much rather you look like me. That's all. Yeah. Because it's always going to be corruption. It's always going to be finesse people. It's going to be con artists. I'd just much rather you look like me because it doesn't come with an extra bag of racism. It doesn't come with an extra bag of, I don't like you because you this skin color or you come from this. We we look the same. We might have our differences, but it ain't the same when it's different race as far as the hue, the color of our skin, and, and it's embedded like that. People had their problems in Africa, bro. But I tell you this, Lagos, Lagos is you either poor, rich as hell or you poor as fuck. But one thing, them motherfuckers work, maybe sticking together. They get finessed just like every other people get finessed as far as their political system goes and their government. But they rock with each other, bro. They rock with each other. That's why when you go up north, the Nigerians got their small community. The, the Ethiopians got their small community. The Somalians got their small community. They, they fuck with each other. It's just that we don't fuck with each other like they fuck with each other. And when we fuck with each other like they fuck with you, they don't got to go nowhere else. All they shit is within arm's reach. It's all in the, in the five, six block radius. It's all that shit. We... You kind of froze for a minute, Illy. It's better that I fuck with my people. But never mind. I mean, I, I yeah. Go ahead, Patrick, I don't, talk. Um, I feel you. Um, I don't know about completely separating, but yeah, but it's because he's not going to boosties too much. But uh, yeah. <laughs> but but I will say this. Um, I think that one of the main issues is the fact that our one, we have been extreme, like I said before, we have been extremely um, economically disenfranchised. Um, really, we've only been, I think, prospering in this country, I want to say, really for like 80 years. I mean, you got to think, you know, you have slavery, you know, the generation after you get off the plantation, but you have no skills. Um, so what do you do? Um, then, you know, you get, then, then after that, basically, by the, by the time you get some skills, the Great Depression happens. Everybody's poor. Um, so I really feel like we've only been literally prospering in this country for maybe hundred years, maybe like eighty years. So we've been extremely um economically disenfranchised, and our communities have been taken taken from so much. Um, and also even when you look at like what they did to the schools, like you can't learn a trade in school no more. You know, uh, back in the day, you used to be able to graduate with a trade. You can't learn a trade anymore. You know, our schools aren't the same. Um, also we aren't con- we aren't in control of most of our schools to even make our schools the same. I also think that in schools we should probably be taught something different because we have, as a people, we have different needs. You know, our libraries aren't the same. Um, our grocery stores aren't the same, which is also the bad part about, you know, people destroying them. Like I know, uh, for instance, right, I, I used to live on like 91st and Halsted. There was a Walgreens on 95th and Halsted. They took it away. The only Walgreens is on like 95th and Ashland. 
But if you can't get to, but if you take that away, where you get your medicine, where you get certain essentials. But same time, like I said, our things aren't the same. So I feel you on the fact that our communities just need to be, we need to, if possible, at some point in time, and this is a great start for it, take ownership of our own communities and build the things that we need in our own communities and build them, be proud of them, and also protect them. You so know, let me like, respond. Let me respond to this dude, my brother Oliver. I yes, completely ahead, understand. Ahead, I under uh, the tribe. Which I wasn't point? so which the tribalism. Having, oh, okay, okay. The no, no, no. I, yeah, yeah. So I completely understand that. So my my my. So what I'm saying is this: as yeah, so I, as a gotta, as a, I gotta dip out of here real quick. But I appreciate right, it though, Illy. Yeah, man, Thank you. Great talking to you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. Not Eddie. I'm sorry. Not Eddie. JDP. Good? Thank you, JDP. Appreciate it, bro. JDP, love, bro. All right, so yeah, so um, back back to responding yeah. to his comment, right? I, I completely understand that slavery still going on in America too, <laughs> slavery going on everywhere. But what I'm saying is this, bro: when it's your own people and you have no outside influence, because Africa still has outside influence. But I see potential mm -hmm. for if they had no outside influence, and this is what I'm getting at. Because when I got on that plane to go there and when I seen nothing but black people and wake up every day and see nothing but black people, that do something to you, bro. And that's coming from a person who comes from uh, a background where I see white people every day. So I feel a certain way. I feel a certain way. I got to move a certain way. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't have them same feelings when I'm moving around people who look like me. So even if it's still tension, it's not as much because I'm not, I'm not carrying certain prohibitions with me like, damn. I might have to act like this or look a certain way or feel like a certain way because now I'm walking into a place where everybody listen to uh Drake. Everybody listen, you know what I'm saying? So you you are already feeling a certain way, like everybody gonna get me. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. It's gonna be gangs, it's gonna be tribalism, it's gonna be conflict amongst each other. I just much rather it just be us though. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. That's understandable. I, I can I can understand that. I mean, as, as someone who I personally, although I grew up outside, my mother, because she was a teacher, used to always ship me off to school. So I never went to school on the south side. I always got the opportunity to go to magnet school or a different kind of school until like sixth, seventh grade. And then that's when kind of I officially made the the you know transition into south side schools. And, and the first thing that I thought about was, man, this school is terrible. Like this is awful. I'm way smarter than everybody else in my class. And they like three grades behind. The Free teachers school. aren't. The teachers are overworked and stressed out. My mother, uh, you know, was a grade school teacher for almost thirty years, and mm -hmm. I think that you know. And I was talking to uh, you know my girlfriend, and I was talking to my homie about this as well. The first thing that we have to do is completely reshape and reform the ideology of these police officers and what the task of their job is. The task of their job is really one of more so of a militia which is to create and restore and preserve order. And I don't think that that's the right ideology that they need to be going into these communities with. I think that the ideology that they need to be going into these community with is how can I be an asset to this community? But the largest part about that, is the fact that these communities, all of this stuff is funded by the amount of tax dollars that is being given. So you make money when you arrest people and you put people in the private mm -hmm. prison system, whether it be from the onset of bail and the money that is generated from making yep. bail all the way up until actual commissary and being locked up in prison for however, you know, be it or however long time it is. So when I'm looking at all of that, to look at Solutions in terms of reforming the ideology of what it means as a whole to be a police officer. 
I believe police officers should be more of community advocates. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, advocates. And I also don't believe that police officers honestly should be allowed to use deadly force at all. I think if you're seeing all these people out here right now getting shot by these rubber bullets, and I've been shot by one the other day at the protest, I was literally shot in my foot by one, and and my and my and my hopefully future brother-in-law, he got shot in the calf by one. So we both got hit by rubber bullets. Them fucking things hurt. They hurt like fuck. And I was 100 yards away because somebody that was Hispanic threw a firecracker and then the cops literally unloaded into the entire crowd. And it wasn't just five or six bullets. It was hundreds of them, hundreds of them flying at hundreds of protesters who were actually out there protesting peacefully. And we were doing that on the corner. But obviously you get an agitator like somebody throwing a firecracker. But even with that being said, the, the firecrackers that are being thrown are the little ones you get at the dollar store that you throw in the hood that make the little pop, 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 pop noise. Cool. That ain't no gunshot, fam, because them damn guns, them rubber bullet guns sound like real guns, except for they sound like real guns coming through compressed air. So yeah, really I was going to say so, that, that compressed so air. Really, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it really more so sound like it sound like if your goddamn dryer was exploding. And all, and, and it just got pent up and built up with air. It, it, so it's almost like a pop, but also whoop, at the same time, almost yeah. like going through a tube. Or when you see money yeah, through yeah, tubes yeah. at the bank, yeah, that that noise. They yeah. hurt like hell. My foot was literally numb for like three hours. So I couldn't imagine getting hit in the face with one of them, or getting Yo, hit in the body with seven, eight, nine, or ten of them. We need to take away the need for deadly force. And honestly, if it's some deadly force needed, call SWAT. Yeah, man, they uh, they just be waiting for a reason. They can't because wait. Because it's too much. It's too much built off of money and generating money in order to sustain getting more police and putting more people in jail, so that way these private prison owners can make more money. It's time to reform and shape the entire ideology of what it means to be a police officer. Take all of these lethal weapons out of their hands, and if you just happen to get fucked up with pepper spray and a baton and a rubber bullet gun. And you and and you don't want to do that. You must not really want to be a cop then, because to me, being a police officer should not be about potentially murdering somebody or being a person that's an action junkie that's chasing action. It should specifically be about uplifting, providing, and maintaining peace and calm in that community. And it's not. It's about order, making money, and generating money for the police force and the police task force to continue to make more money and generate more money and hold order when it should not be about order. We are too smart. We are too intelligent. I have the access to any information that I want in this phone if I have one of these things. Mm -hmm. So we have gone beyond the original ideologies of what, what has been built for slave masses because that's what it's been built for because usually in those big societies where it was Roman society, whatever it was, you had the normal people that was a part of the ruling class and then you had the people that did trades and everybody else was usually a slave that was participating in mm -hmm. slave labor and the police and cops were there to maintain and preserve order with the slaves. Those cops weren't serving the people that was living in the palace or the thousands of people that was behind the wall. They was only out there with the slaves. Inside of the inside of the house, you had the knights and the guards and the people with the veils and the cloaks and shit guarding them. They glorified military. You, the police officers, started out as being the people that were 
keeping the slaves in order. So we have to reform and reshape the entire thinking behind all of it and stop just thinking that it's about one cop. It's about the ideology of what it all is. And if you take away the, the, the inherent element for a police officer to want to be physically violent or even mortally violent by having the ability to inflict mortality on people, which you still can do with them rubber bullet guns. But honestly, got to be a hell of a lot harder for you to explain shooting somebody at point blank range with a rubber bullet gun than it does with a real gun. Indeed. And I got I got to I got to sign out. I got to sign out of here. Thank you. We appreciate Yo, it. I'll, just y'all stay safe. You too, bro. Please, Likewise, brothers. Bro. Hey, man, if y'all if need to step away, don't feel afraid to step away from this whole everything that's going on. Don't be afraid to laugh. Oh, this goes to everybody. Don't be afraid to laugh. Have a good time. Don't feel like you're having a good time. You shouldn't be right now because of the stuff that's going on. Your, your peace, your personal peace, that is the most important thing in your life right now. You don't have to be outside on the front lines. You need to protect your peace, protect your family. Thank you, Illy. We appreciate that. Y'all stay safe, man. Oliver, I got love for you, bro. It's all good, bro. I understand what y'all. All right, thanks. All right, so Nelson, um, I guess you'll be the last mm -hmm. guest for today. Um, obviously, you're not black, but you live in New York. You you were talking to me on this last on the last episode in which we had about kind of the police brutality that was going on, the situation with Eric Gardner. Obviously, you just saw the order for Trump. Um, obviously, you can see that there are not just black protesters out there. Um, that there are people of all races, shapes, sizes, and colors that are now essentially under uh, some form of martial law, according to the president. Um, we'll let the governors actually decide. What are your thoughts on everything that's going on? Um, and how have your thoughts and opinions changed since we last talked a couple days ago? And, and I'm sorry that this says that it's uh, the 30th. Go, go ahead. Um, I mean, I'm not surprised with Trump. The guy literally you sound muted. Answer. You might have the microphone headphone behind your ear, or you sound muffled a little bit. You hear me? Am I good now? I can hear you, but you sound a little muffled, but go ahead. I mean, maybe better now. Yeah, go um, ahead. Um, I'm just, I'm not surprised with how Trump reacted. I mean, literally, you're the face of America. And while this is going on, you hide in a bunker and tweet. And then come out your bunker to say, oh, yeah, we're going to do martial law. And then you throw tear gas at protesters to go take a picture of the church. Like, I don't, it, it's weird because it's appalling, but it's not shocking at the same time. And honestly, this is just a perfect storm of what's to come for America. Like, these are people like, like I mean, I kind of, everybody kind of said this, but this is the frustration of people who have been stuck in the house for three or four months, who are, God forbid, unemployed, who can't provide for their families like they usually do. You know, like this is built up frustration. And then just to top it all off, you have a month ago, you have this guy telling people, oh, they're fine, good people, because they come up with AR-15s because they can't get a haircut in a tattoo. Like, I've been dying to get a haircut in a tattoo. Like, I, like, you guys can't sit there and do that. But meanwhile, when there's a serious issue where a black person has been killed with unnecessary such a force, I mean, something that's been going on for years, like, now it's a problem. And it's just, it's just upsetting as hell. Like, there's no other way to put it, you know? And it's just, it's hilarious how, like, the amount of delirium that some of these high elected officials have, officials have, like, even 
with de Blasio, even with Rudy Giuliani. Like, well, yes, can you please talk on that? that? Can you talk about de Blasio, uh, Rudy, I'm sorry, Rudy Giuliani, basically saying um, that, uh, 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 you know, George Floyd wouldn't have been murdered underneath okay. his police task force. Um, what are your thoughts on, <laughs> I mean, obviously you're a New Yorker. So as a New Yorker, what are your thoughts on things that have been going on and happening in New York and de Blasio? Also, I, I believe I saw that the police had de Blasio's daughter um, in custody or something like that and tweeted yep. out uh, basically what was a veiled threat all but to de Blasio. What are your thoughts as a New Yorker on all this stuff that's going on? All right, so you want me to start with Giuliani or de Blasio? It's up to you, to be honest, because you know what's all going right. on there. So, I mean, so, obviously, yeah, you can. You, I'm right. sure you can provide the proper context. All right, no doubt. So, with Giuliani, he said that. The first two names that popped up in my head were, and I don't know if y'all heard of this. If you haven't, like, I could discuss everything because, like, I kind of knew about it and I did research on it a little bit more. Abner Louima and Amadou, Amadou Diallo. So Abner Louima happened in 1997. Um, if you want to get into that, basically, there was this was in East Flatbush uh, with Abner Louima. Mm -hmm. They were at a club. Something happened with him and some girl. The cops arrest him. But nothing really happened. Like He was trying to be peaceful, but the cops still decided to arrest him. From the station, from East Flatbush, where he got arrested in Brooklyn, to the 70th precinct, the cops beat the shit out of him in the, in the wagon. Mm -hmm. Then they dragged him to the bathroom, beat the shit out of him some more, and sodomized him with a glue stick. Yes. Yeah, didn't report. Didn't report it. And then the next day went to I think it was Coney that's Island not Hospital. Went to Coney Island Hospital and said, "Oh yeah, he just had some abnormal homosexual activity," and tried to brush it off. So there's four officers. Yeah. Come on. Come on. This is one. One who's Justin. I think it's Justin Volpe was the guy's name. Went to jail. He's actually still in jail. He got thirty years. Um, at, least he got, at least he went to jail, man. Then there was a whole other thing where we got brushed. Up, it got brushed off. Where basically there was a second officer that was basically there was two officers covering the bathroom, and then there was another officer beating him up with Volpe. And I kind of read back into it because I, I was like maybe six or seven. Like I was really I was pretty young when it happened, but I remember like I remember the name. I remember seeing the mugshots. I remember all of that. And they put, they, there's been a whole thing like, who was the second guy? Who was the second guy? And what ended up happening was, um, excuse me, one person, they, they were going to give him 15 years. They repealed the sentence, but then he basically admitted that he lied about some shit and they gave him six years. The sec, the people who everybody believed is the second person, which was never mentioned in court, which was referenced in a 60 minute interview. And they never talked about in court, which you could see is, obviously to cover cover ass um that person i don't think ever got jail time then with amadou diallo um the cops pulled up on this guy he pulled out his wallet and they let off 41 shots and they got away with it then there's even anthony Baez. i think that was in the bronx in 94 i think they're playing football on the block it's like i think it was christmas time i read up on this because i like, I was like three and a half, so I just got up on it. And they were playing football. The football hit the cop, the cop car. So they take the football, they go to the other side of the block. The cop gets so crazy, like, oh, you hit the foot, you hit, you hit the car with a football. And they're like, yo, you know, we're sorry, whatever. Cop gets crazy, arrests his brother for disorderly conduct. So they try to arrest Anthony Baez, but he's trying to like cover with his, with his chest, like his hand on the chest, so they don't arrest him. Because he's like, why are you arresting me for? Like, the football just hit the car. Like, 
what's the problem? Like, we're sorry. Like, we didn't mean to hit the car. And um, they put an illegal chokehold on him. And he had, I think he had asthma or something like that. He actually had like a pre-existing condition. And the cop basically got off with it. But the thing with that is like, I don't know what's going on. Like, you guys are from Chicago, right? You live out in LA. I don't know if y'all have like, like in New York, they call it the CCRB. It's a complaint, a uh, civilian complaint review board, which basically you complain about cops. Oh no, we. I, I, have I don't no know. Idea. Maybe it's a different. Maybe it's yeah. a different. Um, I have like, no idea to be honest. I have maybe, no idea to be honest. Yeah, I've like, personally not been assaulted by a police officer in Los Angeles. Oh, for well, you know, God, God willing. Um, but they have that in New York City. Knock on wood, firmly. So the funny thing is, the mayor before Giuliani was Jenkins made made. They basically took it off like years before, and then he brought it back to for it to be independently run, which basically run by civilians. So when you call, it's not like a New York City cop anything. It's like it's people who independently work for this organization who then relay it to the cops so that they could do an internal affairs investigation and investigate if these cops are actually, you know, are they using excessive force? Are they raiding, you know, people like you know, and they're not doing their job basically. But the thing is, like, I don't know if they have that in Minneapolis, but there's always every time there's always something with police brutality and we find out who killed the cop or who was associated with it. It's always a cop who has multiple complaints. Nothing ever gets done for it. They just take your badge, they take your gun, tell you, okay, go sit in the desk for three weeks. That's like, all right, cool, here's your gun, go back on and do what you gotta do. Yeah, that kind of so stuff I, has gotta change. And I saw somebody yeah. um, comment early on Twitter about a three strike thing with cops with excessive force. I personally should I personally think it should be one one strike and you out. I think that it should go before independent board and then the same way we've you know, we have uh, uh, you know, judges and juries. There should be an individual arbitrator and an individual smaller group of jurors that yeah. determine if that officer is based upon what they're hearing is fit to come back to duty. And I think that's the only way that we'll be able to move forward is to have independent arbitrators and to not allow three strikes because it only takes one opportunity for George Floyd to be murdered or for yeah. Eric Gardner to be murdered or for Philando Castile to be murdered or for Breonna Taylor to be murdered. It only takes one instance for exactly. that to happen. So it's not as I believe that it's personally time to get past giving people like we don't give plane we don't give plane pilots opportunities after they didn't had a bunch yeah. of crashes. I've never yeah. heard about a pilot crashing a bunch of planes and then being allowed to then fly around the world. And if that's happening, then that shit is egregious. And we need to protest about that as well. Exactly. But I don't hear about that because it doesn't happen because it defies logic for you to be in charge of so many people's lives and for you to be irresponsible or reckless. So it, it, it's, it's beyond that now. And I think that, you know, we have to stop looking at police and all of this stuff as being the people that are going to protect society. Literally, the police should not be the protectors of society. They this should, should be not. They should be a test. In they should not. Health. They should be there to help the community. And in times of violent acts, be helped to occasionally solve crimes. Their job should not be to pull people over for missing lights or 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 because they ran a stop sign unless unless somebody was harmed. Leave traffic cop for that. Get a traffic cop for that. They don't have a they don't have a gun or in the bag. I mean, I mean, you know, they don't have a gun. Or in they got New some York, rubber bullets in really the taser. Because if I'm because if I if I I'm, I guarantee you if all the gangsters know that these cops ain't rolling around no more with heat that they roll around with tasers and rubber bullets, that they're not going to be bucking at the police when they get pulled over in a traffic stop because it don't make sense. Because then at that point, you really on some crazy shit. Right. 
Um, so you I can't even that. de-escalate anything because the moment you walk, like literally, I was talking to my homie about this. I'm like, imagine I show up to a conversation with you and I'm like, yo, Pavi, I want to talk. Like we've been having some disagreements, some grievances. We've been having some physical, you know, you know, you know, you know, issues or some issues within kind of what's been going on within our community. I want to meet with you. I want to talk with you. It's time for us to have a conversation. And you say that to me. Or I'm like, you know what? I right, whatever. Bet I'll be there. And then I show up to that same meeting with a riot helmet on, some armor, a baton, a taser, mace, and a gun. And I say, now let's talk. And the whole time you want to talk, I'm saying, hey, I, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. Cool. Keep talking. Back up, though. Keep talking and back up, though. Yeah. I, Instantly, that doesn't create a sense yeah, of I, open dialogue. That instantly yeah. creates a sense of fear. I so, feel you. Because when I, I'm at the protest, I'm not seeing one, nobody walking around with reply, guns. One reply, I'm not seeing us walk around reply, with guns. One reply. One, one reply. There have been instances in these protests. I think like in Denver today, um, somebody just got like they caught like a whole arsenal of rifles from somebody. Um, so yes, well, I do agree with you. The thing that black? happened. Was he black? White. White. Okay, then. So I don't want to hear listen, about that because listen, that's not about listen, our protest. That's listen, talking about something that don't involve the protest, listen, though. No, no, but he no, but he showed up to the protest with that, and and like with with like intentions to quote unquote protest, but he also had these things with him. So like, while I do agree with you, I'm just saying so I don't who found know him, the feds, the police. I mean, I guess the police feds. Yeah, I'm sure it was the feds. The feds always find somebody. The feds always find the people that's out here trying to commit acts of domestic terrorists, arrest those domestic terrorists. But they if we're talking about just there. innocent protesters that are standing in front of the White House and before the president want to go out and have a conversation, he want to show a show of force. So he basically has them tear gassed and, and, and pushed back for no reason. When, when, I, when I literally have been watching them all day peacefully protest, that's yeah. not that. No, 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 that's not what that's meant for. I saw the military out there yesterday. The military, the National Guard, they standing there with their guns. They weren't doing nothing. It was the cops that was the ones that had on all the riot gear and the batons and the guns and the pepper spray and the and the rubber bullets and all of it. It wasn't the military. They the ones with the real guns. Because they're like, if some real shit pop off, we going to be here. The cops' job should not be to be, be sitting there, quote, unquote, taking order, when it also in the reality, and you don't know what community those people are actually in there protesting within so the difference between the national guard and the cops is the national guard like some of my homies didn't say are just regular people that's that served in the army that's on reserve waiting so they're not going to even come into a protest with the context of knowing that their jobs and their livelihoods are potentially at stake and that's what police are every single time because every single time what we're saying is what you've been doing has been wrong you've been committing acts of criminality and injustices and you need to be held accountable so if you're a person with a gun and a badge and you ain't never been held accountable you don't want to be held accountable no more you don't want to be held accountable at all anytime something happened and a new message get passed you don't want that to happen so you showing up to the protest you like god damn you finna get me fucking fired fuck you and fuck what you stand for. You're not, you're not thinking, yo, let me sit down and let's have a conversation. Let's de-escalate things. Let's talk. What have we done wrong? Which one of these guys out here has done something wrong to you? Have a conversation with this man. And if you need to formally report it, here's how you go and do it. And we'll put him in front of an independent arbitrator and some jurors of his peers that are not police officers that can sit and actually hear out what has happened and make a ruling on it before we allow this man to go out or this woman to go out back on the street and commit injustices. 
It's happened too many times. Nobody should have 17 complaints. You build up 17 complaints because it's like, oh, well, well, I mean, well, he had to do that because of the circumstances. You don't even know what the circumstances are. You just read the police report. If we just read the police report, we would have thought George Floyd resisted arrest and, 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 and had a knee on his back because he was being subdued while resisting arrest and he was being a criminal and, and lewd and loud and disruptive. But unless, those, but unless those people that were standing on a bus stop, which he did it on a bus stop, were standing there, we wouldn't have seen that. We wouldn't have known it happened. Unless we was demanding a CCTV video, we wouldn't have seen none of that shit. We even wouldn't if, have known it happened. Even if so somebody is instantly, different. remove the guns. Even if somebody Remove is the different. deadly force, and then I guarantee you, you will see a difference. Even if we somebody will. is... Even if somebody is resisting arrest, if somebody got 17 complaints of different people resisting arrest, it's a little bit fishy. Why 17 different people resist arrest? It's a little bit fishy in general. Um, so, yes, I feel you. If you got, like, out here, uh, 17 complaints is the grief. How? Nobody said that. that but, but, but also, but, but also, that's why I said I think a federal investigation needs to be launched into some of these police departments. Like, the Minneapolis Police Department needs a federal investigation launched into the police department. Because every police department need an investigation lost into them. Yes, I agree. But everyone, with, even if you're a good one, just to be like, I agree. you know what? You guys are good guys and we appreciate what you're doing. I, and actually, they not only do they need to launch it into everyone, but the good police departments that are doing good, give them a raise. Incentivize them wanting to do good police work. I don't even feel like cops are being incentivized to do good police work. They're I, only that, being that incentivized a, was to, a, to get numbers. There was and a to um, generate money. Go ahead. There Pat, was Pat, a um there was a um suggestion. I was watching the Dick Gregory interview and I see and that was a suggestion he had is uh make cops uh put them put them all on insurance and give them something like give their kids, you know, like free schooling or something like that, or you know, give everybody like yeah, free schooling for the kid or something that they can't afford to lose, and then make a situation where you know you do something and then you lose your license and you get dropped. And now all those benefits that you had get 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 taken away. And even if you are racist, let's see if you hate me more than you hate feeding your family. Yeah, um, and I agree because most of these guys, when they when they get caught doing heinous stuff, they get a divorce or divest all of their stuff so that way all of it can't be caught up. I agree, but also even with that being said, I think that regardless of circumstance, if you are found guilty by a jury of your peers to have used excessive force, all of your pension is gone, player. And we're going to put that towards a fund that helps the people that have been victims of police brutality. Because I don't believe in that we should continue to incentivize people, whether it be long term and you being allowed to keep money that you benefited while, while, while being a criminal. Or continue to benefit off of money that you have while being a criminal. There is no incentive for you not to do the wrong thing if you are a police officer other than the fact that you may be seen on video or you may have a partner that may snitch on you. And more times than not, they're not going to snitch on you because we saw the other guy that was standing there, the Asian fellow that was bald, that literally just stood there while they beat him and they put their knees in the man back and killed the man. And his murder has been officially ruled a homicide as well. So it's not so it's not a natural cause. They didn't rule it to be a natural cause, including the medical sorry, the medical examiner and George um, Floyd's personal team, you know, you know, family team hired an independent medical investigator and examiner, and they both ruled it to be a homicide. So we are looking at a murder. We are seeing the participation of murder in front of our eyes with the smile in his hands on his pocket. I understand that there might be some people out there that might be hell-bent on, on being anarchists, but that does not mean that the police should be the people to serve and preserve order. I would much rather have it where you organize with the military to have the military come out and, and, and deal with these protests. 
than for you to have the police officers that are ingrained in society and embedded within these communities. So even if you don't see me that day, you might remember me from that day that I was protesting and I was screaming and I was angry because it's a black man got murdered. And you might be thinking, I'm going to fuck him up because I saw him out there that day and he was trying to and he was trying to interfere with my liberties as a police officer because police officers at this point act like they are their own race. When the last time I checked, they got signed a check just like everybody else that gets signed a check. The people that work at Google don't say, I am Google. They don't say that. They say, I work at Google. They don't say, I am Google. Police officer, I am police. What is that? That's not a race. That's not a creed. A, that's not a domination. That's a job, a task. A, it's time a, for change. Go ahead. I'm sorry. And then we can get into final thoughts before we get out of here because I, no, I know we get a little long-winded. There's also, I think, a huge disconnect between like not only law enforcement but the people above it, like in the city. Like when it comes to the mayor and everything like that. Like for example, like I'm talking about Giuliani, but even with De Blasio, like De Blasio's over here, like you saw what happened in New York. We all did. And then you're gonna say they did a good job, like, bro, you you had two cop cars almost run over a group of protesters. How can you tell me that's a good job? And then they arrest your daughter for protesting. And then the the union, the New York, the NYPD union Twitter, which is a whole nother story. They're basically like Trump voters also because they they tweet like Trump too. I can imagine. They tell they basically threaten you on Twitter about like, well, your daughter is a criminal, and they they basically dox them. And that's her. And then he tries to blow it up. And it's like, listen, I understand, like, you know, the NYPD is the biggest force in the United States with police. Mm -hmm. But why are you chasing after them? You're the mayor. You run shit. Why? Even the mayor yep. is scared of New York P NYPD. Yep. Yeah. And it's the wildest thing ever. Yeah, and but the see, that brings is, up a whole other thing. Go ahead, whole, Pavy. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, it's a whole other thing, too, because then now you have this thing where you're the mayor, you're scared of the cops. Then... The NYPD, the NYPD commissioner realizes that, and then the union realizes that. So when you come and see, okay, yeah, this office is this, this office is this, this office is this, and they go to the union, you know what they're gonna say? They don't, they don't fucking care. They're gonna be like, all right, well, you want to fire him, but we can't because the mayor's scared to, the mayor's scared to speak up. Like how I, it amazes me how like you just like it, it's one thing you talk about. Oh yeah, like we don't want to hurt protesters and mm -hmm. we don't want to hurt looters and. And then the line, the blurred line between protesters, protesters and looters is absolutely ridiculous. Now. Yeah, and then, I'm sure. I'm sure I know I, some people who might have looted. I'm sure I got family members in Chicago on the South Side. Them ghetto. I ain't right. seen them ghetto motherfuckers in years, but I guarantee right. you, a few of my cousins was probably in there. If you're being a peaceful protester and you're fighting a good fight, like I wholeheartedly appreciate that. I have that. been. I I've that. been and protesting God, peacefully. Like, yo, God bless you, and I hope you make your home safe every night you do it. I've been protesting peacefully when I can. Then there's the people who just loot just to loot, and it's like you're the you're like you're the you're, you're the mayor. You should you there's videos everywhere where you can obviously see who's antagonizing protesters or antagonizing police to act out. There's such a divide, and then you just you end up not even like acknowledging that and just decide to kick after the cops who are acting way out of control. Pavi, I'll give you a chance to rebut to what he said. I know you had a thought during, uh, you know, you know what, uh, you know, Nelson was saying. Go ahead. Yeah, but see, that brings up whole different conversations about who really runs these cities, um, I, which is yeah, like who is really the people running, running, running these cities? How much um, power does the LAPD have? How much power does the NYPD have? How much power does the um, CPD have? How much power oh. do 
some of these big police forces have, how tapped in are they? You know, it brings up a lot of different conversations. Like, do they rule the mayor? We don't know. You know, so it brings up a lot of different conversations that that I don't know if anybody wants to have. Uh, which is why I also think why 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 changing things is 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 so hard and like such a tough fight because it yeah. makes people have conversations that they really 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 don't want to have because a lot of people's skeletons might come out the closet if they had these conversations. Exactly. Yeah, and yeah, I I agree, and they definitely do need to be had. I mean, we have to, and and this is the other reason why. You know, I I know that we're you know that we are a basketball platform and that we cover hoops, but. Like I said on the other day on Hoops and Brews, man, if ours if we don't have our civil liberties, what good is having a brand? It ain't no fucking basketball yeah. going on right now. So I, I personally enjoy the fact that I can leverage this platform. And even if it's just 10 people that we can affect or 20 people or 100 people or 1,000 people, whoever watches the you know these videos, for, for us also, I think that as us being people that have documented and, and been people that have documented history, over the past four years in terms of documenting NBA history, but we've also been documenting culture history over the past four years. We've done a bunch of stuff. I personally feel obligated to get on these airwaves and talk. Cause even when I'm, you know, you know, people are, 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 you know, tweeting and texting me and telling me stuff and wanting to hear my voice and my opinion. I mean, it's only so much talking I can do to everybody. And obviously if you call me and I know you personally, I, w- I will talk to you about what's going on because I'm, I'm struggling dealing with a lot of this stuff too, and I'm trying to deal with it. And even as someone who's just going to be a future father, like I'm thinking to myself, like, man, I'm going to have to raise my child in the middle of a civil war or, ha- or birth a child at the dawn of a civil war or, der- or, or birth my child at the dawn of a lot of people dying because we went out and protested for our rights until the establishment basically allowed us, you know, you know, allowed us to, you know, you know, get killed and, you know, and kill ourselves because we got sick. So it's a lot of those things that have been going through my mind, and I understand everybody's plight and everybody's pain, but I definitely appreciate everybody that joined today and talked. Pavi, I appreciate you. Nelson, I appreciate you. JDP, I appreciate you. And Ilya, I definitely appreciate you. Scott, I appreciate you as well. Um, I'm sure the next day or whenever something else crazy happens, I'll probably do this again. Um, my only goal in this format is not about money or views or whatever. I don't really care about that. It's just for me to you know, continue to have an honest dialogue and, a, and an honest conversation. And also, I mean, with the way the times are going, who knows, you know, how much longer a lot of these, you know, liberties that we look at as Americans and we and we value and we and we look at and we take for granted that we might actually have. Because, I mean, um, even if it does become a situation where civil unrest amongst multiple groups, then that means that a lot of the things that we look at, a lot of the jobs and, and everything as a whole changes. There hasn't been a civil war or a civil uprising in this country in terms of where it, you know, you, you know, where it will span months or weeks. In, in, in 100 plus years, you know, um, in terms of just complete civil unrest. I know when Dr. Martin Luther King was, you know, you know, was murdered, uh, uh, you know, America, you know, looted and rioted for six days. But this is day seven. And this doesn't look to be, you know, stopping anytime soon. And it seems like things are only going to continue to digress. So I just pray for everybody. I pray for all you guys. I love all you guys. I appreciate you guys. Thank you guys for joining me to have this conversation. Go ahead, Pavi. Talk to the people. Get your plug and let them know where they can find you at on the Internet. As always, man, follow me on uh, at Pavy World on Twitter, P-A-V-Y, um, all one world, Pavverse.com. If you feel like listening to music or anything like that, go check out Pavverse.com. Yeah, Nelson, go ahead. Uh, my Twitter is at Original, O-R-I-G-I underscore N-E-L. Um, everybody who's protesting, please stay safe out there. Protect yourself. Protect your family. And we're going to get through it. Yes. And, you know, um, as always, it's your boy TPJ. Thank you both for tuning in and joining in with me. I appreciate it. Uh, Hopefully one day when the military and cops and stuff aren't actually shooting shots at people, 
we can get back to shooting shots where we just doing sports culture and trash talk. We're just keep Ho- it real talk with TV. Yeah, there. yeah, and hopefully, and hopefully, honestly, people around the world and sports and all of the stuff is able to continue because we don't really know what's going to go on or what's going to happen. So I'm just going to keep praying for the world. And, you know, I hate the fact that I'm a person that loves to be so informed because I kind of can't tap out of like seeing all of this stuff. But also even as someone that is a future father, I think all of our future children and grandchildren and all that stuff are at stake. So if you have children, hug your children, give your children a kiss, let them know that you love them. Um, we love you. We appreciate you guys for continuing to support us at, you know, Hoops and Brews H&B. If you feel, you know, so kind to join, you know, you know, you know, you know, to donate to our Patreon, feel free. But also, if you're going to donate to our Patreon, go and donate to a meal service or something in Chicago or one of these places where these governors and mayors are stopping meals for the poor. Um, and make sure that you do what you can to continue to stay aware. Um, and if you need to tap out, like Illy said, go ahead, feel free to tap out. Me, I'm actually going to try to tap out a little bit tonight um, if I can. Um, but I love all you guys, man. I appreciate you. Thank you, Pavi. Thank you, Nelson, for joining in. I appreciate of course, it. All right. So for all of you followers out there, you know, for my final address, um, you know, I just want to say, you know, as I said before, I love all of you guys. I love you guys. And I think that what we all need to realize is that this is a black issue. But we as black people are Americans. We are fathers, mothers, children, daughters, sons, grandkids fellow gamers, fellow tweeters, fellow vloggers, fellow personalities, fellow tweeters, fellow YouTube uploaders, fellow Instagrammers. We're fellow we are your fellow man. And when you see our civil liberties being, you know, violated and misused, it can happen to you. And it will happen to you if you allow it to and if you allow this culture of of, of racism to continue to permeate throughout America. I do not agree with looting. I do not want you out there to go looting. I do not believe that you going out there to loot is right. I do not believe that of those 40 million out there that are unemployed that lost their job due to this COVID thing, um, you know, I don't believe that that's right. I don't believe that us, you know, losing our livelihoods and the government that supports us and that, you know, was, you know, a week ago trying to force us outside is now trying to force us inside to essentially keep and, you know, uh, you know, suppress our rights. I just hope that you all utilize your right as an American. Do not go out and loot. Do not go out and loot. Do not go out and loot because I am a peaceful protester. And regardless of what I think, I know they, and when I say they, I mean the racists and the bigots will utilize you going out there and looting as an opportunity to say that people like me are going out there and looting and doing those same things. When in reality, people like myself are going out there by the thousands, the hundreds of thousands, the millions going out there and speaking peacefully. But actually, we have Glasses Malone. Glasses, I was about to to log off, but... I, obviously, you just called. Um, you live in L.A. You obviously saw what the president said. I've been seeing a lot of cynicism in your tweets in regards to the president's actions. What are your thoughts on the president's actions and what's going on? All gun bumping. All gun bumping. Really? Including, including, including the militarized... You know, you know, um, and the military and the militarized police force that's going on right now. Did they start shooting yet? Because of the loot, they stopped. Not yet, but I mean, it's also not dark. You know what they like to do when they get dark and they feel like they got a little bit more coverage. Y'all still scared? I'm not scared, personally. It's not them. It's the rest of America that I'm worried about. It's not really the police that I'm worried about. I'm not worried about the police. I'm not worried about the military. I'm worried about the the rest of the rest of America, all of those 
racists out there that have been, uh, you know, creeping in the closets, those Amy Coopers that'll see you in the park and really want to call the cops on you. And now's the time. Now is the time, I feel like, especially with the rhetoric that's been going on, that this dude is really trying to activate some evil stuff. And I know that you being a person that is a strong will, strong-minded person, also a person that, that believes in firearms and firearm technology. It's not a person that is going to back down from any racists or bigots or any of these groups that come and try to cause a mess. But, I mean, even with that being said, there's still children and things of that sort out here. And, yeah, I understand people looting grocery stores and all that stuff, but what you going to do after all that's done? What's going to happen to those stores that are in your neighborhood that you can't go to no more while you wait on it to get fixed. That's the only thing that I worry about, especially with those pharmacies and all this COVID stuff. And I know you've been a person that hasn't really been worried about COVID, but go ahead. You froze for a second, but go ahead. I can hear you. Hello? Glasses? Can you hear me? I can hear you. You can talk if you want to. Glasses? You got me? Yeah. yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you, but your video is still uh, uh, frozen, but I can hear you. Okay, I can see you now. Go ahead. I can't hear you anymore. I think I lost you. I think I might have lost glasses, which is funny because he called in literally right when we were about to get off air. I can hear you now. Talk. How about now? Yeah, I can hear you now. You're good. Yeah. Now, what was you saying about the stores? And no, I'm just saying. I, un I understand you're a person that has been pro looting, or at least pro uh, 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 the diminishment of resources that's been going around. I'm pro. I'm pro. I'm pro expressing your frustration, however it benefits you and how well it gets the message across. Okay. But do you feel like the message is being received, or do you think? Me as a person that's peacefully protested, I feel like it is taking a little bit away. I'm not going to blame anybody because I know it's a lot of poor people and unemployed people. I was unemployed until a couple weeks ago, and then I finally was able to, you know, you know, get something that will allow me the opportunity to be able to work from home. But I know it's been a lot of poor people, a lot of disenfranchised people that have been dealing with a lot of stuff that's been going on. But my question to you is, okay, yes, you can diminish those resources right now, but if you ruin that store, what are you going to do? When you're waiting in the meantime for all of these assets and these goods to be replenished, like that's my only issue with all of this stuff. Like I'm not even so much upset at the people that's just straight up stealing. But at the same token, you don't have to loot and destroy the business. I didn't seem I used to work at Old Navy downtown because I used to work at Old Navy downtown. And it was plenty of times where I would see people steal and grab a handful and run out the store. Every store that's in your neighborhood, not every store in your neighborhood. Is a, is a store that's owned by a corporation or a store that's subsidized by a corporation. I don't it's see. It's not about racial, right? It's, it's, I know it's, it's not about race. I know it's not about it's, race. It's the system but even if you are a person of different races in your neighborhood, it's different races in your neighborhood. These store owners got different races. It's not just about the races. I, I get people going out there and robbing Walmart because Walmart might be subsidized by the, by the government, but you're not hurting Walmart when you go and you rob the stores that's in your neighborhood or you loot the stores or you loot and you destroy or set fire to the stores that are in your neighborhood. And now I know that there are a lot of anarchists that are out there that are committing anarchy, and those people need to be locked up and brought to justice. But also, if you're a looter, I don't, I'm not going to sit up here and sit up here and call anybody wrong because I don't know what's in their shoes, and I can't count the money that's in their pocket when they loot. 
the thing that bothers me is when I'm seeing these businesses and these stores completely destroyed and ransacked when that's the store that you go to every day to get your goods and your grocery from. Where you gonna go, go once it's gone? gone? Where you gonna go once it's gone, Glass? You gonna go back to the big corporation that's in the middle of the city. The Target that's in the middle of the city. The Walmart that's in the middle of the city. Well, just think about it, right? Like, so I, I can't speak of what's going on in other towns. I can speak on what's going on in our town. In our town, they, they actually got it right. We got it right with this riot. We not burning things up that's in our community. We burning shit up that's in other people's community. And I'm going to show you how fast their stores get rebuilt versus how long it took for our stores to get rebuilt. Okay. That's the one thing. I don't know what's going on everywhere else. So in Compton and all of those places, because I know you yeah, tapped ain't in, nothing burn, ain't, ain't nothing no burning down, ain't no black businesses being looted in Compton ain't and all no those places. no black businesses being looted in Compton, Watts, and on the east side of Long Beach, and Linwood. It ain't no it ain't no businesses right there for the majority part being looted already. You don't see no fires going on over there. All these fires in Los Angeles are in Beverly Hills, Santa Monica, West L.A., off of Fairfax, the places where you're trying to get the message out to the people of how of how fed up you are at the systematic oppression happening to the people that's underprivileged, that, that mm -hmm. could look like me or could look like people that look close to me or people who feel like me. Yeah, I look and as I said, like I said, I'm I'm I don't live I don't live in Compton and I don't live in Mid City like I used to. I used to live a little bit closer in Mid City near those uh, areas near Baldwin Hills and all that. So I can't speak to what the climate is in those neighborhoods. So if you're telling me that that's not the case, then 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 okay, yes, touche. The ideology amongst those that are committing acts of looting and all that stuff aren't doing it. But also, do you just believe that peaceful protest is not going to work? Because no. I'm a I'm a person I believe it works. It does. That's the only no, way you get reform in this country. Okay, then what happened with Diallo's case in New York? When all of the police officers put shot at him roughly 45, 46, 47 times, if I remember correctly, it was obvious. You know what I mean? It was an obvious mistake mm -hmm. that cost somebody their life. What happened? All the peaceful protests. They charged them all with first degree murder. It was a peaceful protest. Nothing happened. It was a peaceful protest on what happened to the little girl in Kentucky, Breonna Taylor. It was a peaceful protest. Yeah. Nothing happened. When the hell has a peaceful protest ever helped one thing? A peaceful protest are for peaceful problems. You know what? If the company lay off too many people, peaceful protest. If the mailman yeah. is taking too long with delivering the mail in the ghetto, peaceful protest. When motherfuckers start getting killed, TP, it ain't no peace. What do you mean peaceful? Yeah, but I just worry that we are on the brink of a of a of a civil war, and 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 I don't think this and this civil war ain't gonna be just about color. It's gonna be about more than that. It's gonna be about us versus what is perceived to be the ruling class. So that's the only thing that I worry about. You can't let. It's not about fear. It's not about fear. It's a it's me being a person where I grew up and I didn't see too many of my cousins and my and people that I knew get murdered. And I don't, I don't fucking like seeing people that I know or that I love or that I care about or people that I know that know love and care about get murdered. So do murder like, is just going to be getting like, more fucking murdered. Do you murder. like the standard that they living in now? Are you appreciative that they just alive at this standard? Living at this substandard life, the subpar quality of life, this standard of where you walk outside and, and you, you literally are in trouble all the time. You, you Nobody got enough economics to care about their life. They don't know how they're going to pay their rent. You think that's better? 
No, I don't think it's fair. I don't think it's fair. But I don't think matching it with murder is fair either. But that's not about matching it with murder. At I don't time, think matching it with violence is fair either. Listen, it, but how do you not? How, how is violence not matched with violence? In which world is that not true? Yeah, it is. It's un, it's unfortunate for people like me that are more so of the thinkers and the people that want to philosophize and want to try to make things better. That's what it I is. Don't if, I don't know if it's philosophy. Chief, if, if, if somebody come up and slap you in your face, you're going to be like, brother, why are you slapping my face? If they punch you in your jaw, brother, you're going to... I forgive you for punching my jaw. No. If they shoot you in your leg, no. are you going to ask them why they shot you in your leg? Or eventually, are you going to stand up and match their violence? Yeah. I understand that. I understand that. Eventually, now, I, I would. How do you understand? What are you going to do? I, I, I understand, and I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to react. I'm going to react. So, but and, also, and, with, and but even with that being said, I'm always, I've always been a cooler head. So I've always I, I'm, been listen, one of the people I'm to cooler. keep my homies from going out and trying to do some wild shit. So that's just who I am. I understand what you're saying, but at the end of the day, I'm still before I, I'm still before I still like, and and honestly, I'm not gonna continue to allow myself to be abused, obviously. But at the same, so then what do we? So eight thousand black men murdered in this country. Yeah. Right. Eight thousand black men murdered in this country at this point. TP. Goddamn. How long? How much longer are you gonna be okay with the abuse and ask them to listen to you? Complain to them. About the oppression when they oppressing you. Yes, I understand. I really do. I understand. That's why I said it's a di- it's a dilemma for a person like me it's that really that literally just even, it is it is it is because I can see myself going and peaceful protesting and knowing the people that called me because they didn't see that I've been protesting that are like yo what can I do to help make a change? So I know that even me getting other people, regardless of whether I think they can help me or not, as even if because in my eyes. If you're not going to be an ally, you're not working with me. If you're not working with me, you're working against me. So even the people that are normally not my allies, that I can at least get to call me and be like, yo, TP, what can I do to help be an ally? Even if it ain't going out and marching, how can I just at least work on myself? That's not going to happen if I'm not out there making my voice heard. If I'm just out there doing shit and breaking shit, the people that I, the people that's gonna really be the people that's gonna institute change, because the people out there that's looting and doing all this stuff, they're not gonna be the people that's gonna organize and make shit happen, or they're not gonna be the people that's gonna go out there and vote. You more times than not, it's gonna be the people that's there protesting peacefully, trying to get the shit done, and all it's gonna do is wind up me seeing all these people on my TV screen getting fucking murdered. Ain't nobody ever got that many people got murdered in life. You can't have fear of things that ain't gonna happen. And you All can't right. be scared we'll of see. actually standing up for yourself. Huh? I'm not you scared of standing up for myself. I'm standing up for well, myself. I'm utilizing point, my how, rights. How many, times, how many times are you going to yell at somebody kicking your ass in the fight? How many times are you going to yell, please stop kicking my ass in the fight? How many, they kicking your ass. They are kicking your ass. They are whooping your ass. And you keep saying, I, I want to be peaceful. We should find a pit in the mouth. I want to find a pit in the mouth. How many? 8,000 times. Eight, eventually, you got to come to the conclusion. Ain't nobody caring about what you're talking about. So then, so then, you think that guys like Martin Luther King and all those guys and those teachings that they preach in terms of being peaceful and stuff? Or I mean, I mean, was it all for nothing? I mean, because that's essentially what it sounds like. Martin Luther King. I mean, it, very, it, is, it, it just sounds like a pessimistic viewpoint of like, yo, not, like fuck it, us talking about it ain't gonna make it work. So like, fuck it, let's beat their ass. It's like, yo. They no, gonna beat our ass that. regardless. I, I, I didn't say I didn't say beat their ass. I never said, hey, let's go to war. Yeah. Because you don't even know what you're going to war with, right? Yeah, Again, we really like don't. Say, 
listen, if you draw a line in the sand right now, right, and you have the system against the people, that's what's going on, the system against the people. This ain't just about the murder of George Floyd. This ain't just about the murder of Breonna Taylor. This is about systematic oppression. That's an economic thing first that allows people to have less value for other people's life, right? That's mm -hmm. what it is. Simple as that, right? So when you look at the line, right, on who on which side, you can have somebody as black as Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms speaking for the system, and then you can have somebody as pale as Governor Como speaking for the people. Because at the end of the day, that line is blurred. It don't even matter. So it ain't like you can actually start a war. There's no war to start. So then how can we fix this? Or is it just not fixable? It's no fixable. Because how do you change the mind so of then somebody what's left? literally? I'm listening. How do you change the mind of somebody, right, who has been a controller, who has owned you, literally that can buy and purchase you out the store like we buy pork chops for steaks for 400 years? How do you break that superiority complex? How do you? How do you? Do you break that superiority to conflict? How long? How do you break that? It's, it's almost, it's impossible to break in my mind. And, and if it was going to break, it's going to take a thousand plus years. It took 400 years for them to get there. But why does it have to, this has been my thing too, because I saw this video. I'm not sure if you saw this video online. Um, I'm not sure where it was, but there were these three black guys and they were talking. It was like a 45-year-old, a 31-year-old, and a 16-year-old. Yeah, I seen it. And the guy's like, I'm 41. We've been waiting. You got to talk to the next generation so they can get better and they can change things because what we did ain't working. It's like, yo, we are living in the now. We they don't have to wait till tomorrow to change things. We don't. I don't have to raise who my son 18 years. Then, then we I, can. But, but I'm telling you, then who's going to How do you change it? If the oppressor don't have a reason to change, he doesn't change. You got to remember why slavery was abolished. It wasn't about oh, I feel bad for what's happening to people. It was because economically it made sense to win a war. It was an inevitable step to win a war. It made financial sense. The actual person who did it felt it was wrong because you were taking property from somebody else. So it's not like they're going to wise up one day and be like, this is wrong to oppress people. That's not what's going to happen, TP. That just ain't how it works. It just don't work like that, dog. So then what do you say to somebody like myself who, and, and, and I won't lie, for the first time in my life, I actually thought like, yo, like, like, cause I, cause like I told you before, I grew up on the South side of Chicago, 55th, uh, 54th and Wabash, right where they looted that mall last night on 55th and the Dan Ryan, lived, grew up right there, spent a lot of my years there, drug dealers living upstairs, gang members on the block, mama, a school teacher of four kids trying to figure out how to make it. So I grew up in the middle of that shit. But what do you say to a person like myself who has grown up in the middle of that shit and seen so much of that shit and feels so conflicted about all of this shit? Because I've grown up seeing people murder other people, so I don't want to see anybody get murdered. Anybody get murdered. I don't. I definitely don't want to see the cops murder anybody. But my question is, what do you say to a person like like? I understand you say come to a realization. But okay, fine. You gave me the realization. You opened my eyes. What's after that? What's next? That's the question. What's next? You are responsible for you. The day you realize you are responsible for you, you are good. The day you realize ain't nobody going to help you, you're good. The day you realize if you don't do it, it ain't going to get done, you're good. That's how every other community functions in this country. They take care of themselves. So if you're not literally going to take, if you constantly keep asking for 
white tigers to change their stripes, you are talking like it's like asking water to not be wet. Okay, so so like I said, then where do we go from here? What's the solution? Cause you one well, of my OG, you one of my OGs, you one of my OGs. So this, I would be asking okay, this in a, so, in a non in a non uh or live online sure, combo. Where do we go? Where sure. do we go so, from here? So to keep black men alive, right? Just initially, let's start at the again, cause we still fight for the same thing. This is how much Martin Luther King shit didn't work. We're still fighting for equality. Fifty years later, we can't even be treated like human beings by the people here to enforce and protect and, and provide safety, to enforce laws and provide safety. We still don't have equality in that regard. So therefore, the reality is to stop believing someone else is going to treat you like they're equal and treat yourself. That needs to become the fight, the ability to treat ourselves. That's it. That's it. That's as simple as that. By every means. If it means more brothers from the community becoming police to police our own community, that's it. Yes, they can be corrupt cops. Power corrupts. That's just what it does. Sometimes it corrupts and sometimes it doesn't. That's just how it works. So when do you think this is going to end? Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. My bad. My bad. You said, how is this going to end? The thing is, that's the greatest part about this. You don't know how it's going to end. But what is not going to end is, is, is not a movie. It's not fit in in this bloody, violent mess of a war. That just ain't gonna happen. That's just not America. America is way too self-conscious of saving face. You know what I mean? They they do things behind closed doors. They try their best not to do things in public. That's why this is such a big deal. We all know what's been happening for thousands of years. We know we we know what have what has happened to thousands of men that look like us. Yet it's not as public. That's why it's a big deal, because it's public. That's it. So you think America is going to go on TV and just shoot a bunch of people in public? The leader of the free world, the leaders of the free No way. It just don't work that way. The reality, the solution is to realize that these motherfuckers ain't going to never change. And eventually, no different than any other community, to treat yourself. If you don't like the way other people treat you, treat yourself. Stay away from the motherfuckers as much as possible. Just like they have lady cops, when you pull, when a policeman pulls over somebody and it's a lady, they have a lady come deal with them. Okay. It's a breakdown of communication. It's a breakdown of lifestyle. It's a breakdown of everything. So therefore, we shouldn't even be interacting with these motherfuckers. That's where we at. Because every time we do, it goes left. It may go straight for a while. Eventually, it goes left. It never goes straight. And the reality is, yes, Black cops can be corrupt. That's true. Brothers from the community, people, not just black, people from the community can be corrupted by the powerful. But guess what? I'd rather get killed by some guy that's trying to do the right thing from Watts than some motherfucker doing the wrong thing from Huntington Beach. Yeah. Understandable. It's okay when I do something to myself. It's not okay when you do something to me. That's my problem. When I do something to me, when, when I, meaning people from my community, when I do something to me, that's my problem. Mm-hmm. When you do something to me, we got a real problem. And that's just the truth. You, you It's nothing to be scared of. It's, it, I, I know, right? You don't want people to die. Get it. I don't want people to die. I wish nobody had to die. But guess what? Nigga, people got to die. Now you got to determine, are you going to be one of those people? And what you're willing to do to not become one of those people who have to die early. It's no different 
when you haven't <laughs> you change your nutrition, you feel me? To 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 prolong your health with how you eat. It's the same thing in these streets to protect yourself alive. It's a curfew in LA. I'm driving, I don't give a damn why no curfew. This my shit. I am the people, these is my streets. Period. The police pull me over. I have the same explanation as him. I'm a grown ass man. If you want to write me a ticket, take me to jail for that, cool. I done been in jail for much worse. But ain't nobody gonna tell me how to live my life out here. Yeah, I, no, I, you I don't even wear a mask. You don't even wear a mask. I'm no fair. I'm a much fair, I'm a way more fair person than the system. Way more. So I don't trust their justice system for shit. I'm much more fair. So again, I treat myself. I allow mm-hmm. my people to treat myself. I allow you. I come fuck with your platform. There's been a ton of white people. News, share. People want me to talk. Bro, I'm not fucking with y'all. You are the problem. Even if you're not bad, you're the problem. Feel me? It's yeah. about us. It's about us. We are our problems and we are our solution. They can do nothing but cause problems because we allow them to. And we allow them to cause problems for us. Eventually, we should be fighting for them not to have nothing to do with us. If it was up to me, we have our own motherfucking island, our own place in the city, no different than Indians have reservations. I'd rather deal with the poverty of that than constantly walk outside and be worried if somebody going to gun me down just because they misunderstand what I'm talking about. Just yeah. because they don't understand my movements. Just because they, yeah. they're scared of who I am. Yeah, my homie Illy said the same I, thing. I he said that he would system. rather be shot by a black cop or live in Africa amongst black people with black people being the people to fuck him out of his rights than people that don't look like him. Hell, that shit is the truth. I'd rather be shot by a motherfucking yeah. gang member than some white policeman from Newport Beach. Yeah. It's more honoring that. Understandable. Then I got to cry to these people and beg them, please, this is my, my mom trying to, my dad trying to get justice. Justice from who? How you gonna get justice from somebody who don't even know how to be fair? That's understandable. I appreciate it, Glasses. I'm about to get out of here, try to enjoy my night and my dinner. I thank you for always for joining me. I'll get up with you later. I know. All right, stay safe. All right, folks, that's it. Had a last-minute call with Glasses. Um, And as he said, you know, I mean, look, as I said, and I understand his viewpoints, and I don't disagree with him, but as a person, like I said, myself, the person that is – always tried to be a peaceful person because I grew up seeing so much murder all around. I don't want to see it, but there is also no other way around what's going on. So, you know, I, I'm just hoping that I won't be one of those people that, you know, we have to hear about or worry about when it comes to protesting, um, you know, that, you know, these police are abusing because I don't believe that I will stop, you know, protesting when I have the opportunity to, um, or when it's safe. Um, so, you know, I don't really know what else to say other than, that, you know, I love all of you all and I want all of you all to love and have compassion for fellow man. I am not one of those people that believe that we all need to be separated. I believe that that we can find some commonality because we all came from one people. Um, so it's unfortunate everything is going on, but I'm going to continue to stay tapped in. I hope you continue to stay tapped in. Thank you all for watching Real Talk with TPJ, episode number two. We have an, you know, you know, black men as well as minorities having an honest conversation about the George Floyd protests as well as Donald Trump's reaction. Apologies if the brand name on the corner earlier said uh, 530 is actually, I mean, sorry, 531 um, or 530 is actually June 1st. I do appreciate all of you all so very, very much for joining in this live stream. Please be safe and hopefully 
Um, you know, next time I'm coming back on here, we can talk about the murderers of George Floyd being brought to justice and all of this violence and everything that's going on, being able to quell. Be safe. I love you all. Thank you all for participating and allowing me to utilize my platform for something bigger and better than myself. I pray for you all. I love you all. Stay safe. And until next time, um, you know, do what you can. Keep on rocking, and I'll get up with you later. This has been your boy TPJ with Real Talk with TPJ. Thanks for tuning in. Until then, peace out.